93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Monday, January 3rd. Kathy's out. I'll handle the news duties. We will indeed start with the winter storm warning that's in effect until 4 p.m. today for several counties in New Jersey, including Atlantic County, Southeastern Burlington, Cape May, Cumberland, and Ocean Counties. Winter storm warnings will also be in effect for parts of Delaware, including Kent County, Inland Sussex, and, Dela- and the Delaware beaches. There is a winter weather advisory that's in effect for Philadelphia and Delaware County in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, Newcastle County in Delaware, and Camden, Northwestern Burlington, and Salem counties in New Jersey. Now, the heaviest snow is going to fall across parts of southern New Jersey and central and southern Delaware. Snowfall, snowfall rates uh, maybe around one inch per hour at times, making for low visibility, hazardous road conditions. The intensity of the snowfall will be enough to stick on roads. And areas across South Jersey and Central Delaware could pick up to 6 to 10 inches today. That's pretty heavy. In addition to the snow, a coastal flood warning is in effect for parts of our area where 1 to 2 feet of water could impact some low-lying areas. Yesterday I was out in shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, as you move further inland, parts of Newcastle, Salem, Burlington, Ocean, Gloucester, and Camden counties will also be impacted with as much as three to six inches of snow. But areas like Trenton, Philadelphia, and Wilmington won't see much snow, maybe one to three inches that could create some hazardous roads. North and west outside of Philadelphia, accumulating snow is not expected to be a big problem at all. By the afternoon, the snow is going to be coming to an end. And clouds will likely give away to some late-day sunshine. Uh, cold day all around, and anything that's not cleaned up or treated overnight could freeze by tomorrow morning. So uh, it's kind of this real intense, very uh, fixated band. Yeah, very localized, too. Yeah, that's coming through, yeah. and that's it. So uh, we don't have a whole lot to worry about, but if you're in southern Jersey yeah. and parts of Delaware, it's going to be a bit of a hairy 24 hours or so. Philadelphia police say at least 14 people were shot on the first day of 2022, leaving two dead. Uh, Police responded to three separate shootings in North Philadelphia early Saturday morning. Officials say five shooting victims were found on the 1600 block of Cecil B. Moore around 2 a.m. All five victims were rushed to Temple University Hospital. Police say a 16-year-old boy was among the shooting victims. He was shot once in the head and unfortunately died. From his injuries, a 20-year-old man was also shot and is listed in critical condition. That shooting happened just blocks from Temple's uh, university's campus. Uh, Authorities say the victims were leaving a New Year's Eve party when the shots were fired. A short time earlier, police say three victims were shot while also leaving a New Year's Eve party in North Philadelphia. Police say a man and two women were found shot on the 100 block of East Lurie Street around 1.30 a.m. Officials say the male victim died from his injuries. The two women were listed in stable condition. Shortly after, two more people ended up uh, shot in North Philadelphia near the intersection of 8th and Cambria around 2.15 a.m., they were both listed in stable condition. Uh, mean in the meantime, the city's uh, missing section, uh, or, or no, Wissanoming section, uh, more gunshots rang out there. Philadelphia closed out 2021 with a record number of homicides. The city recorded at least 560 homicides for the year. However, in better news, the Mummers Parade returned to Philadelphia yesterday after taking a year off because of the pandemic and delaying one extra day because of the weather. Uh, The Fancy Brigade kicked off the nine-hour-long show, and the wenches came next. Uh, City regulations required everyone who participated and came to the parade to be masked up. Some spectators said that is what made them feel comfortable attending 
COVID cases are, of course, at the highest daily point in Philadelphia since the start of the pandemic, which made some of the mummers worry that the city would cancel the event for the second straight year, but they did not do that. Uh, coming in first place for the string bands was the South Philadelphia String Band. Huh. The 2022 first prize captain was Denny Palandro of the South Philadelphia String Band. First place in Fancy Brigade went to the Saturnalian and the first prize for the Wench Division went to Kara uh, Liam. And uh, there's a great video of uh, Jackie Bam Bam. He was great, uh, man. Warming, God, he's so into it. He it, was having such a great time. It's my favorite day of the year. Yeah. I, like, string bands. Like I, I, Sometimes I like go outside and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And then I will walk up Market Street where all the string bands are lining up and practicing. And I'm like a little kid again. Mm. Like, it is just the greatest. They're so good. They're so talented. Excellent. And that's what it's for. Yeah. All right. In sports this morning. <laughs> Uh, the the uh, obviously he's excited the uh, uh, the dolphin because the, dolphin? the Eagles are headed to the playoffs. Ow, 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 ow. Stop that. Yell that direction. Uh, yesterday afternoon in Landover, Maryland, they beat Washington, winning 22-16. Jalen Hurts ran six times for 45 yards, but he narrowly escaped a railing collapse walking to the tunnel after the Eagles held on for the win. Fans waiting uh, for Hurts fe- uh, connected. I'm sorry, let me go back to the end. Fans waiting for Hurts. Fell onto the field after a railing in the corner of FedEx Field gave way. Jake Elliott connected on field goals of uh, 42 and 41 yards in the fourth quarter. Rodney McLeod intercepted Washington quarterback uh, Taylor Heineke in the end zone with 24 seconds remaining to steal the win. Eagles wrap up their regular season with a game at home against the Dallas Cowboys. At that game's time, I'm sorry, and that game's timing has changed. Uh, It's now scheduled for Saturday night at 8.30. (laughs) Tampa Bay Buccaneers coach Bruce uh, Arian said that Antonio Brown is no longer a buck after the wide receiver left the field during the third quarter against the New York Jets. Teammates uh, Mike Evans and O.J. Howard attempted to calm Brown, who took off his jersey, pads, and undershirt, throwing his shirt and gloves into the stands, and then ran across the end zone while both teams were on the field and waved to fans as he went to the locker room. Preston, this reminded me of Slapshot. Oh, totally, yeah. When he was taking off his clothes? clothes, yeah. yeah. Uh, when Arians was uh, asked what led to the decision to cut Brown, the coach said, I'm not talking about him. He's no longer part of the team. Well, the Buccaneers did come back to win the game, 28-24, to by the way. Uh, the Sixers, who have won three games in a row to improve to sixth place in the Eastern Conference, are back home tonight with a game against the Houston Rockets. Tip-off is scheduled for seven. And the Flyers are off until tomorrow night uh, when they'll finish their road trip out west with a game in Anaheim against the Ducks. And the puck is set to drop at 10. And that is what I have in the news for you this morning. Welcome back. Happy New Year. Yes, likewise. Good to see everybody once again. We had a few days off to get a little rested and relaxed. And I think we all did that, which is a wonderful thing. We were talking before it all. We were saying... We need this, and yeah. uh, it was it was what we wanted. Yep. So we are set, and uh, we have some new things to get to, including word of the week prize. We have a six pack of pit tickets for the MM Barbecue Saturday, May twenty first <laughs> at BB and T Pavilion. Yes, we're talking about that already. Sure. Why not? It's a new year, and let's start getting those tickets out to you. So we'll have your chance to win. 
uh, those tickets, and uh, you just got to collect the letters this week, and we'll give that away on Friday. It's pretty easy to do. I think you know the routine by now. Uh, we also have guests on the program today, Ryan Airy, who is from Screen Crush News. Yeah, Screen Crush is great. Yep. Uh, they cover all the geeky stuff that we love. From yeah. Betty White to Hawkeye. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Everything, yeah. Uh, so, and we will cover Betty White a little bit in the yeah. entertainment report, but uh, Ryan is going to be uh, joining us around 9 o'clock this morning, so we'll talk to him and see what else we can get into. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Betty White, unfortunately, one, one of the big names that we lost. Uh, it was such a, such a, a, a punch. Yeah, a absolutely. Punch. Yeah. Uh, but we will uh, we'll cover that and a few other entertainment stories in just a little bit. Stupid question, giving some things away. We're together once again dear friend. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Want to see something funny? Uh, Or maybe really messed up? Well, watch the Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. It's a sight to behold. Or something like that. From 93.3 WMMR. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our, <laughs> Way to give 110%. I haven't right. heard that in a while. So we're going to do a stupid question this morning. Give away a four-pack of tickets for Jurassic Quest, Whoa. which is coming to the PA Convention Center. It'll be there from uh, the 15th to 23rd. There's over 100 live size or life-size animatronic dinosaurs, dinosaurs and a bunch of other stuff. So here is the question that we have for you this morning. Which U.S. state is the third largest state by land area? Mm-hmm. 215-263-WMMR. That is our number, all right? Which U.S. state is the third largest state by land area? Let's find out if you know. While you're calling in, we're going to go through some birthdays uh, being celebrated today. It is Monday, January 3rd. It is Mel freaking Gibson's <laughs> birthday today. Uh, Mel is celebrating his 66th birthday. I just watched him. I said 66. Per- 66. Okay. He just can't, he can't wrap his it. mind around it. I watched Fat Man for the holidays. Aww. And I did not. I said I was uh, going to, and I didn't right. do it. Yeah. It holds up year-round, I'm sure, but it's that special time of year when Fat Man is now on my movie viewing list. I have to see it for sure. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's a guy who's been able to transcend that, what we just heard. So all of the stuff, all of the things, you know, the 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 the, the rant when he was pulled over by the uh, uh, California Highway Patrol, all that stuff, he's managed to sort of keep the career going. Because I weird, think, man. It, yeah, yeah but, you know, uh, some of that stuff you would think would be a career killer, career especially killer. the anti-Semitic stuff. Yeah, uh, but Mel has uh, managed to I don't Slalom. know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's 66 today. There's a guy who's just been pushed. A guy who obviously was a little disconnected to begin with. But the way that girlfriend, what was her name? Uh, um, yeah, I've forgotten her so, name. Yeah, something like Oksana Bayul, but it's not Oksana Bayul. Right. But anyway. She, Oksana Gregorova. Yeah, she had her, him twisted up. And she you could oh, hear yeah. her twisting the knife during those conversations. Oh, yeah. And here, this is him right, right here. <laughs> But it worked. She got, yeah. He didn't like her. He called her uh, a <laughs> Uh It's also the great Bobby Hull's birthday today. Hockey Hall of Famer. He is 83. One of my uh, hockey games as a kid, you know, that old we slide the players. I had the Bobby Hull. Slot hockey. Yes. Oh, yep. yeah. I hate that game. Mm-hmm. Uh. Bobby! 
Uh, we also have one of our favorite pitbulls in the world, Danica McKellar. Oh, oh yes. Uh, she turns 47 years old today. She's Christmas for me, man. Oh, yeah. She's yeah. So, Hallmark movies. So many of those oh, Hallmark yeah. movies. And that's the last few times we've had her on. Has oh, yeah. Discuss yeah. those for sure. Uh, so happy 47th birthday to Danica McKellar. You hit the post. I have to try to do it at least. Uh, Victoria Principal, who yes. is on uh, Dallas, played Pamela. Uh, she is 72. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, sorry. I don't have much more than, <laughs> than that to say about her. She was in the movie Earthquake, Chris. Oh, wow. <laughs> and she uh, she dated Andy Gibb. I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. I'm, you know, there there are women like her, and pe- well, I should just say people like her, that I'm surprised didn't have more of a career. Yeah. She was stunning. She's yeah. stunning. stunningly beautiful. Naturally beautiful. Build as they say, yeah. as doctors say, uh, and um, and yeah, that, Man, her she, business career though since 1980. I'm just reading this now, but she absolutely took off. Uh, oh, really? She did, yeah. Uh, Vict- Victoria Principal Productions, and then skincare, and Steve the skincare line, yeah. is now worth over a billion dollars. <laughs> so she started. Nick, do you remember Preston with the the, the book, the body, the body, like a billion, the body principle that she was yeah, one of the yeah. first doing that uh, exercise stuff. Yeah. So she's uh, she's found a great career outside of uh, like of a billion acting. Like, she's like a billion billionaire. <laughs> like, like speak to Victoria, please. <laughs> Perhaps she can help me with my business. <laughs> what are you interested in? I want to do emojis. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Victoria is uh, 72 today. Uh, Stephen Stills, ah. of Crosby, Stills, and Nash fame, and Young, uh, celebrates his 77th birthday today. Uh, amazing uh, musician. I yeah. the, the song Dark Star is one of my absolute favorite songs of all time, and you you know, he can just, he's a great player. He seems to be, I mean, you know, they, they all lead their, lend their voices in, in different uh, uh, areas for, yeah. with that group. But Steven seemed to have the lead singer kind of. I agree. Uh, it seemed uh, to be. Position a little more often than others. Uh, but uh, great, great musician. 77 years old today. Another great musician, John Paul Jones. Bassist of Led Zeppelin kind of gets overlooked because of the talent of the other three, but just as amazing as John Bonham and yeah. Jimmy Page and right. Robert Plant. Uh, he turns 76 years old today, so happy birthday, John Paul Jones. Uh, it's also actor Dabney Coleman's birthday. Dabney Coleman. And he is 90 years old. Wow. Wow, Jesus. man, yeah. You know, he... So we obviously know him as more of a comedic actor over the years, but he was a straight-up serious character actor. He played he played the straight, sort of square-jawed guy okay. a lot, you know? He could play the jerk really, oh, really absolutely. well. absolutely. He did it in a few movies, including this, movie. this one, yeah, 9 to 5. Uh, so he is 41. Uh, it's also Eli Manning's birthday today. Huh. Yeah, it kind of pains me to like him, uh, but the Manning brothers are very likable press. On on Monday nights this year, uh, for Monday Night Football, you have the regular broadcast, and then right. they were doing the Manning cast, where it was basically those two doing basically a podcast, a live podcast with the game on in the background. It was very, very loose, wasn't it, it? It really, really loose, and you know people were were enjoying it, and it's like, oh man, I. You want to hate him? I do. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a lot of people I want to hate. I want to. I want to hate uh, Troy Aikman. I want to hate Mussolini. Moose John Mussolini. <laughs> I definitely hate him. 
But uh, but and now there's a new commercial for for Caesars that he and uh, uh, Peyton are in. Yeah, it's really really funny. Okay, but he's so not polished, and in like the no. second broadcast, he flipped off the camera, mm-hmm. forgetting okay. that he's on national TV, and you can't do those things. Well, uh, <laughs> yes, you can. It's safe harbor, and you know people are saying f bombs, and you're seeing. Nudity after you know full frontal oh, what, wait, graphic what vaginal shots. Well, that's on ESPN, yeah, I mean, a... or ESPN two, I should say. But you know, yeah, are it's you frowned to... upon? It's frowned upon, <laughs> yeah. and right. on a Disney owned network. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, F bombs. Yeah, you hear f bombs like uh, you know, what's Breaking Bad like on Disney? You hear f bombs and you see full frontal all the time. <laughs> uh, you you're that. hearing f- oh, dude, always sunny Sometimes in Philadelphia. They do yeah. pressed ham, yeah, but with their balls. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think. <laughs> Is that Goofy Scrote? They might have dropped the C bomb on. Okay, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia this season. Are you kidding? The female C bomb. The female C bomb. Wow, that's okay. that's that's you don't go there. That's groundbreaking. Yeah, that's yes. Defcon one. It's been very loose. Yeah. Very loose. Eli Manning is 41 today, and the last birthday, the very lovely Florence Pugh Whoa. celebrates her birthday. She was outstanding in Black Widow and in uh, Hawkeye. Man, was she good. Uh, More of her. Uh, yeah, she's. I've, I've really fallen in love with her. Uh, she she turns uh, 26 years old today, Florence Pugh. All right, Pugh. let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. Which U.S. state is the third largest by land area? And we will go to our first caller in, and that just happens to be Andy. So well, let's go to him. Hi, Andy. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Andy, which you... <laughs> and I always have to wait because yeah. I have a female Andy. Andy! And then I have the male Andy, so... Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> which U.S. state is the third largest state by land area, Andy? California. You got it, man. Yeah. That is correct. Hang on a second. You can play either one if it's a boy. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's okay. Uh, so, uh, we're going to set you up, my man. You just got yourself a four-pack of tickets to Jurassic Quest. It's at the Pennsylvania Convention Center, the 15th through the 23rd. Over 100 life-size animatronic dinosaurs, including an incredible 50-foot-long megalodon. Uh, Jurassic Quest is the world's largest, most popular dino event on tour with unique and exciting experiences uh, for the whole family. Previous events have sold out. You can get your tickets now at JurassicQuest.com before they go extinct. Oh, I see. Good one. So which state is the heaviest? Which state is the heaviest? I don't know. We need more data on that. Um, But the data I have right now has to do with the box office. Number one, again, Spider-Man, No Way Home, uh, made over $52 million. That's damn good. At the box office. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a great movie. Had a chance to see it while we were on break. It's fantastic. You're going to love it. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Sing 2 was second, followed by The King's Man, American Underdog, The Matrix Resurrections, West Side Story was sixth. Then you had Ghostbusters Afterlife, Licorice Pizza, A Journal for Jordan, and Encanto was number 10. Well, uh, the big news over the break was that Betty White passed away. Of course, you know that by now, just two weeks before what would have been her 100th birthday. Ah. Appeared to die from natural causes. Uh, Betty, who appeared on sitcoms of Mary Tyler Moore Show, Hot in Cleveland, uh, and others during her career, of course, uh, the big one was uh, was Golden Girls, which uh, she had a tremendous success with. Uh, she got her start in Hollywood uh, in 1945 with her role in the short film Time to Kill. 
Uh, she also appeared in Hollywood years later in 1949, uh, and she landed her first major role in Life with Elizabeth in 1952 and remained on that show for three years, appearing in 40 episodes. But it was Rose on the Golden Girls. Uh, b- beloved. That, that really stuck and uh, and made her beloved, like you said, Steve. The, absolute, the antithesis, sort of, of her character on Mary Tyler Moore, who was yeah. a, a backstabber, a conniver, very sarcastic, but... It was the Golden Girls character that people really gravitated to. And she continued playing that same character. She did it in 1985 and then went to 92 with that and then played the character on the Golden Palace the following year. I don't remember that. No, neither do I. Yeah. Uh, And, of course, uh, uh, she had... um, uh, preceded in death by her husband, a TV host, Alan Ludden, who'd lost his battle to stomach cancer in 1981. She, after that, she had a brief marriage to Steven Seagal. Oh, wow. <laughs> what a uh, what yeah. a couple they yeah, made, yeah. too. Uh, no, she also starred alongside Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds in The Proposal in 2009 and uh, several movies uh, throughout the years. Now, following her death, the planned one-night-only 100th birthday special at movie theaters nationwide will still take place on January 17th, which would have been her 100th birthday. Originally titled Betty White, 100 Years Young, the Fathom event screening is now billed as Betty White, a celebration. Uh, Yes, it's only appropriate. Uh, In addition to a retrospective of her eight-decade career and tributes from her celebrity friends and co-stars, Betty White, a celebration, also features what is now the actress's final interview. Um, and she, we have a couple of clips. Yeah. If you guys yeah. want to just uh, reminisce a little bit about Betty for a moment. There's one in general about how she kept a, uh, a good attitude and an energetic attitude throughout life. Uh, young at heart. Yep. Okay. Here we go. That's that clip. I'm not preaching, but I think maybe I learned it from my animal friends, kindness and, and consideration of somebody besides yourself. And I think that that keeps you feeling young. I really do. Her and her husband, Alan Ludden, were incredibly active in animal uh, charities. And she was all of her life. She did a tremendous amount of good for animals. Yeah, in fact, they're asking if you want to do a uh, kind of a tribute to her is to donate yeah. to a local uh, or or a national animal sure, charity yeah. uh, out of in, in uh, respect. Isn't that how she kind of became friends with Slash over the last few years? I think, yeah. I think it was yeah. part of it, yeah. 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 That work at the L.A. Zoo and a few other uh, adoption agencies she, out in Los Angeles. She and Nick, and Nick originally wanted to work as a zoologist, at work at a zoo and, and work wow. as a, in research and all that stuff. Uh, it took a different career path. Yeah. Uh-huh. Here's a clip uh, from Golden Girls. Here we go. Rose, what in hell are you doing? It is 2 a.m. <laughs> well, I couldn't sleep, so I decided to get up and make a batch of Sperhoven Krispies. <laughs> <laughs> it's an ancient Scandinavian midnight snack. I guess after a night of pillaging, a Viking wants a little something to go with his cocoa. <laughs> The smell got awful. Yeah, just when you're about ready to throw up from the stench, that's when they're done. (laughs) (laughs) St. Olaf, she would always talk about that. That's right, yeah. Uh, Here's her at the William Shatner Rose. Right. Her thing, which was great, um, you know, which she employed quite often was through a very sweet smile, she would say horrendous things, and she does to Shatner. But you look great. You know, they make 1% milk now. 
<laughs> Darling, you were supposed to explore the galaxy, not fill it. <laughs> Dude, she said, because uh, I didn't even know she did that, and so I watched that, that yeah. whole routine. Right, yeah. And after that, she says, you know, uh, you know, Bill Shatner and I, we, we slept together once. And uh, and then she said, uh, you know, at the, at the end, I said, um... Hurry up, Bill. They're starting the roast in two minutes. <laughs> I was like, I mean, she was cursing. And, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, one last clip. And this was uh, about a Facebook campaign to have her host Saturday Do you night. remember when that happened? No. Yeah, there was a big push on Facebook a couple of years ago. You know, let Betty host SNL, and they, they acquiesced. All right, here we go. When I first heard about the campaign to get me to host Saturday Night Live, I didn't know what Facebook was. <laughs> and now that I do know what it is, I have to say, it sounds like a huge waste of time. <laughs> I would never say that people on it are losers, <laughs> but that's only because I'm polite. <laughs> uh, People say, but, but Betty, Facebook is a great way to connect with old friends. Well, at my age, if I want to connect with old friends, I need a Ouija board. <laughs> oh, man. I think they've replayed that this past weekend. Oh, oh did they? Yeah, okay. Yeah, honor. All right, so that celebration is coming up on the 17th, by the way. All right, on to other uh, entertainment stories. Andy Cohen threw shade at Ryan Seacrest while hosting CNN's New Year's Eve Live on December 31st with Anderson Cooper. Cohen said on the live broadcast, if you look behind me, you'll see Ryan Seacrest's group of losers performing. <laughs> I'm sorry, but if you're watching ABC, you're watching nothing. Wow. And uh, his appearance during the New Year's Eve special also included the viral moment where he criticized New York City's former male, Bill, uh, Bill de Blasio. I just happened to tune over Preston at the moment he oh, went really? into this rant. Because I... It's now over the past couple of years been a long-standing tradition that somebody on that CNN broadcast is going to go overboard and and get so lit up. This year it was him uh, with Anderson Cooper, and he launched into it, and it was pretty funny because he he's got that you know that bleary sort of eye thing, and it was just it was epic. Here's that clip. Watching Mayor De Blasio. <laughs> Don't go on a rant. Do his. Don't go on a rant. Victory lap. Dance <laughs> after four years the of the crappiest <laughs> as the mayor of New York. What a horrible <laughs> mayor he has he... been. Wow. So, sayonara, sucker. <laughs> Wow. 2022. I mean, it's a new year. He's, wow. It's just hammered, it's a new year. He's hammered. <laughs> he went wild. off. Uh, apparently, he went off on Journey, too, because Journey had performed. And you know, they have uh, <laughs> right, the, right, yeah. the, the guy that's been uh, the lead singer for a long time, Arnell. And, uh, and he was going on and said something along the lines. If it's not Steve Perry, it's not Journey. You know, I mean, like, dude, come on. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, hilarious. Did he and Andy used to date? No. Uh, I think I mean, they... uh, Anderson, I mean? <sighs> I think they're best friends. Okay, because there was a couple of references where he talked about being in Anderson Cooper's bedroom. There and... might have been once or twice where they realized we're better friends. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. And, and he said something about, like, Anderson liked eating breakfast in bed, and he's like, you know. Like, in the way that he was saying, and Anderson was like, let's uh, go on to the next topic. Uh, he did date Andy Rooney, though, for a while. Yeah. All right, no yeah. Way. That was kind of... You ever wonder why? Yeah. <laughs> you ever wonder why it hurts so much? 
Uh, Andy acknowledged his rant via Twitter the following day saying, good morning, um, I was a bit overserved last night. <laughs> They're doing shots, like mm-hmm. flat out. Yeah. So did you guys watch all that stuff on I, New Year's Eve? I didn't watch any of it. I, 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 I ducked around, I, I made a quick precursory jump around the, the, um, the Ryan Seacrest. 15,000 people in Times Square looks empty. It was yeah. like, and so much of those presentations now, Preston, are pre-recorded. You're so, watching stuff that's not even live. My daughter had seen something online that said that if you started uh, Avengers Endgame okay. at 9.30 p.m. in 30 seconds, that exactly at midnight, uh, Tony would snap his fingers. And you guys did so that? So we did that. And oh, did it work? Oh, that's cool. Uh, I, get, I was in the other room when it happened. <laughs> okay. Because my wife was watching... Was, was, I guess she was watching the Miley Cyrus one. Yeah. yeah, whatever yeah. That, was that ABC? Uh, no, that was uh, NBC. It I, was NBC. And she said that uh, Miley had lost her top. She did. Uh, I and, watched it. Yeah. And so, but she was watching, again, we talked about this earlier last year. She was watching on the streaming, right? And it's delayed. Slightly. It's delayed. Yeah, oh, so right. I'm that's sitting what we there, found out. Yeah, and I'm sitting there with my with my clock, and I'm like, "Hey, <laughs> all right, we've got one minute." And she's like, "No, we've got a, like two minutes." I was like, "No, we don't." <laughs> uh, so we were quarantining in separate uh, houses. By the right. way, uh, you know, maybe we get into that later. Right. But so I had to Facetime uh, with my wife when the the, the ball hit or whatever. Right. Yeah. When and it exploded. Yeah, so we actually celebrated twice. <laughs> Once at actual midnight and then Tough. the other time at the <laughs> streaming on, you know, whatever. I, yeah, I watched the uh, Pete Davidson, Miley Cyrus one. Uh, Steve, Lauren Michaels was the executive producer on it and so it actually was really Did good. Did it make it good? I, I, I thought, it was, right. I think Miley Cyrus is a good host. Pete Davidson was uh, funny and reeled in. He w- didn't act like a jerk at all and Casey, at some point, they just started randomly counting down from like 17 or whatever, and they did, but they did it on time. Yeah. It was a small crowd. It was in Miami. Miley Cyrus looked amazing. Like she looked great, and yes, her top fell off at well, one point. And she, but she's such a great performer that the she top really fell is. off. She just stepped off stage, literally grabbed somebody's jacket, like and a blazer, then, right? A blazer, yeah. and just kept mm. performing like yeah. nothing. Okay. All right. Well, I have a couple of other things uh, to get to. How about this? The Kardashian and Jenner clan have announced the title of their new show. Oh, very exciting. This is the Hulu show? It will air on Hulu. Good. I want to know how to avoid it. After a 20... <laughs> well, listen to what they've done here. After a 20-year run on E! with Keeping Up with the Kardashians, the family's new reality TV show is called The Kardashians. Ah. I know. They're taking a big leap here. Uh, will air on the streaming platform soon. The actual air date has not been revealed as of yet. Uh, trailer for the show also premiered on New Year's Eve, which uncovered the name of the new series, and it will feature Kim, Courtney, Kylie, Kendall, and Chris. I just want to vomit. But uh, let's see how this works for Hulu. You yep. know, I mean, yep. uh, they they made a big investment in the show. Uh, I was a little bummed out to, uh, to see this. Impractical Joker star Joe Gatto announced on Friday night he is leaving. The hit True TV prank show. Did he explain why? Yeah, citing personal issues as the cause for a sudden departure, bringing an end to a decade-long run of pulling stunts with his best friends. In an Instagram post, he wrote, I devoted, I've devoted a decade of my life to building this franchise and couldn't be prouder of what has been accomplished. However, due to some issues in my personal life, I have to step away. Bessie and I have decided to amicably part ways, so now I need to focus on being the best father and co-parent to our two incredible kids. So they're splitting up. All right. And uh, it's just causing a bit of a, um, uh, it's too much. I so guess is this temporary? Right is that the plan? Or, no. or uh, it's full, this, this gone, is it. yeah. out. 45-year-old was one of the founding members of the uh, comedy group, the Tenderloins, alongside high school best friends. 
uh, Q, Murr, and Sal. Uh, Gatto's decision comes as a shock as Impractical Jokers had just been renewed for its 10th season with True TV. And the comedy troupe was in the works of developing a new unscripted and scripted show for HBO Max, as well as with TNT and TBS. I mean, they're just, you know, <clears throat> they're still... Just cranking it out. So they have a lot of comedian friends. Mm-hmm. I want. They, I assume they're going to look to Phil. You need that fourth place Phil to execute the show the way they do it. I'll tell you who does a, a pretty solid job. Oh, um, Joe, Joey Fatone. Joey Fatone has been kind yeah. of an unofficial fifth member of that group. He's done tons of their shows with he him. He kind of already looks like does, one of them. He does great. Yeah. He, do, he, he, do, he, he yeah. fits right in with those really? guys. I wouldn't doubt it, depending on what he's got going on or what else you know uh, his commitments are. It can't be this. That he joined and do that. Yeah. Uh, in a separate statement, the three other stars lamented how upset they were to see Gatto leave, but uh, <laughs> confirmed that they would be continuing in Practical Jokers without him, teasing that a new chapter would be coming in January. I'm just thinking of the Mer Vampire Choir. Oh. <laughs> it's so silly. It is so damn it's silly. Explain what it is. Oh. So they had uh, they they do this thing of punishment at the right, end of the right. show where you have to show up and whatever they tell you to do, you have you do. to do. Yeah. And so they dressed them up in this really caricature like old school vampire outfit. Right. Okay, you know, with the white skin and the and the hair with the big gray streak in it and everything. <laughs> and he thought he, they were sending him out on stage. He didn't know what was going to happen. They open up the curtains and this, like, Baptist gospel choir <laughs> joins him. And he has to, and they're performing for yeah. an audience, yeah. and he so stands out in the middle of this choir and he has to sing with them and they make him do a solo and all that, and it's just it's so goofy. It's It's that's hilarious. So, uh, but unfortunately, Joe's leaving the group, man. So uh, we'll see what ends up happening with that. Um, actor David Koechner, a yeah. guy who we've had on our program many, many times here, uh, was spotted filling up a badly dented car just days after he was arrested for suspected DUI uh, after he crashed into a street sign on New Year's Eve. So Champ was tearing it up a bit. Yeah, Koechner, who is known for his role as uh, Champ Kind in the Anchorman uh, and uh, films and also Todd Packer in The Office, was arrested around 3 p.m. in Simi Valley, California. So he was... He was tying one on yeah, early. Yeah, yeah. After police were called to deal with an erratic driver, the star was asked to perform field sobriety test, which he had failed after allegedly hitting a street sign with his car. His vehicle was towed shortly afterwards. He was booked into the Ventura County Jail at 5.15 on Friday and released the following morning on New Year's Day uh, just before 6 a.m. It's wild that he spent the night. Yeah. He now has a court date scheduled for March 30th at the Ventura County Superior Court. So far, he has not addressed the arrest publicly. Uh, it appears this would be his first DUI. Uh, they didn't note anything other in the state of California. So. What's the, what do you think the like the classic tank is like on New Year's Eve? You know, um, it's got to be got to be sure hopping, it's a right? busy. Yeah, yeah. I would think that there's definitely going to be a few people you're going to have to hang out with. Hey, uh, look, it's David Koechner. Wouldn't that be weird? And Mel Gibson. <laughs> oh my God! What? Yeah. He's there all of a sudden. <laughs> the gang's all together again. Yep. Uh, Emma Roberts, uh, her letter from Hogwarts apparently uh, did not arrive, or maybe it did 20 years late. The American Horror Story actress was mistaken 
for Emma Watson when her childhood photo was accidentally featured in the reunion special Harry Potter 20th Anniversary Return to Hogwarts, which is now streaming on HBO Max. Uh, one eagle-eyed fan pointed out the flub, posting a screenshot of the photo in which a young Roberts wears a pair of Minnie Mouse ears while eating breakfast next to an identical screenshot from Robert's Instagram feed. I wonder what the hell that was. So, yeah, they were they were supposed to be showing a picture of uh, Emma Roberts. I'm, I'm sorry, Emma Watson as a young yeah, child, yeah. and because they were showing these uh, all the actors as as kids. Uh, before they got out of the franchise, and they mix that in. By the way, that special is fan. Is it good? Fantastic, I, Nick. Okay. I loved. I watched it oh. yesterday in Preston. It is so well. Back done. me up on this. Yeah, you end up crying like oh. several times. Yes, oh. it is. Several it times. is beautiful. These and, people, they love each other. They yeah, just you could. They grew up together. Uh, in a really cool environment, supporting each other, yeah. you, uh, unique. They, they they show the level of fandom that these kids were um, dealing with. Kids now adults, yeah. how they've carried that friendship. The in memoriam oh. section with Alan Rickman and all oh, of the all right. uh, it, it, uh, honesty, and it's beautifully done. Yeah, it was just one of those things over the holidays. I didn't get around to watching it, and I, I have to. Obviously, I have to. There's a there's a sequence where they talk about you know what we didn't we were kids and we did not know. That we were surrounded <laughs> by the creme de la creme <laughs> yeah. of British actors. Yes. I mean, and then they start running down the list, and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Some of the all-time greatest actors were in that series. Yeah, and Daniel Radcliffe was completely fanboying on Gary Oldman, mm-hmm. and they became best friends yeah. during the process. Yeah. It, whether you're into the franchise or not, watch it. It's so well done. It is excellent. Uh, of course, yeah, they reunited for the whole thing. And by the way, they were, they, they cover in this that uh, Emma almost uh, bailed on uh, being Hermione uh, by like four or five movies in. Because of the uh, the stress. The fame, uh, yeah. she said, hit home in a big way. And she said she had a, felt a great deal of loneliness during that time. But obviously she's happy. She stuck around uh, for the whole thing. So, uh, but yeah, look for that picture of Emma Roberts. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty close. I'm looking at it now. It is. She definitely looks like her. Yep, yep. Uh, Netflix has revealed the teaser for season three of The Umbrella Academy, uh, which included the seven sparrows that will appear on the latest series of episodes. The sparrows are played by Justin H. Min, Justin Cornwell, uh, Brittany Oldford, Jake Epstein, a lot of people I'm not familiar with, Genesis Rodriguez, and Cassie David. Uh, So I'm not sure the date on that. It takes so long. And I know. I know. I know they're making, you know, movies, basically, and and I I get it. But it takes so long that I... I'm like, I, I, I kind of have to go back and watch the... You do. Yeah, because it's like, I forgot a lot. We went, uh, so Cobra Kai uh, had uh, premiered the, the fourth season, so we went back and watched the, the, third, whole, yeah. the third season. Yeah, it's not, uh, that, it's not that many, but nah. it's still enough. But just to just yeah. to get back up to speak, it's like, okay, where did this leave off? And right. who was doing what? And all these series. And what's Cobra way. Kai? Yeah, what is <laughs> that again? It's actually part of the reason why mm-hmm. I like uh, not binging as much, because I find when I binge an entire series, I forget it more quickly, and then it just takes... Takes that much longer to get to the next season. So with like Ted Lasso and the morning show and whatever, mm. at least they're spaced out a little bit, and you have a little bit less time between the end of one yeah. season and the beginning of the next. My daughter loves Cobra Kai so much, and, and I'm like, can we slow down yeah. on this and and wait a little bit? We're, we've got like three episodes to go, and we're done. Well, and they're so quick because yeah. they're like under 30, they're 30 minutes. minutes. They just yeah. fly. Yeah. So uh, let's see. Bobby Bones has announced that he'll no longer be a judge on American Idol. <laughs> I knew it. 
I no! Yes. And Bobby Bones is leading American Idol? Yeah. I, I do like him, though. I, but I, as Bobby a, Bones is a very successful... He comes from country, right? I mean, he was a... I don't know where he comes from, but I, I always liked him more as, time a, DJ. as a mentor than anything else. He's my favorite mentor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, during a recent Q&A on Instagram, Bone shared, my contract with the new network won't let me do another show right now. Love Idol, by the way. I love Idol, by the way. Uh, was a great four years. I uh, love it so much I don't watch it. He has not been present in the show's promos for season 20. So There's, <laughs> There's a show being promoted last night. Can you see my voice or oh something my like that? Yeah. What is it? It's terrible. Isn't I it? I tried to oh. I tried to divine what simply by looking at them they have to determine whether a good singer That's or not. the premise. Shut up. That's the premise of the show. <laughs> that makes mass singer look completely legitimate. Yeah. That just by, just by looking at them. I think you'll be a great singer. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's stupid. Oh, my God. Right. And Ken Jeong is the host. Oh, uh, and then their overreactions. They're, like, jumping up and down. Oh, yeah. Like, well, oh, yeah. no! I love on Mass Singer when they get some 15th tier. No one knows who they are. Yeah. You know, had, had one one cameo on what's happening. <laughs> and and they, they act like, oh, my God, I knew it was you. You don't even know who this person is at all. But then it's like also Johnny Rotten. Yeah, yeah. Then you have somebody who's had a career. Yeah. All right. Well, anyhow, we are ready for clips. Let's get to those now. 20 years after The Philosopher's Stone, the cast returns to celebrate the series' first film and others in Harry Potter Return to Hogwarts. In this clip, director Chris Columbus talks about looking for the right Harry Potter. People were suggesting famous kids at the time, and I thought, no, Harry Potter has to be someone we've never seen before, or seen very little of. There were no surprises there. I wanted to go with an original sort of very green cast mm-hmm. because they bring a sense of naturalism and honesty in their performances, even though it's sometimes a little tough to get the performances. Yeah! Harry Potter Return to Hogwarts is streaming now on HBO Max. You'll love it. There's right. a great sequence, Preston, where uh, Ray Fiennes is talking about um, uh, walking Around with Snape, where you know, with um, God, I just Alan said, Rickman, Alan Rickman yeah. and and that they are they're both like um, he's in awe of Alan Rickman, and 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 uh-huh. he said he got the same sort of thing where they're they're basically you know trading. They, they were sparring, sparring a, a little like bit with their acting. Yes, tops. yeah, 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 very cool. It's great. Here's the next clip. The rival between Johnny Lawrence and Dana LaRusso is still going strong after the All-Valley Karate Tournament in the new season of Cobra Kai. In this clip, Ralph Macchio talks about a question that he would ask Pat Morita. Here we go. He was a comic at heart, and I guess that would be something I would ask him as adult Daniel Russo, who's often written so on edge and so hyped up from the conflict that's happening in the valley and the, the heightened level of the importance. I would probably ask him to uh, help me mine some of the humor in there within all that superhero drama that Cobra Kai touches upon. <laughs> Uh, season four of Cobra Kai is streaming on Netflix now. By so the way. this season, apparently, and you you've been watching it. Um, there's a, there's an allegiance, right? That they're they're taking on a an outside 
Yes, yeah. but as Cobra Kai, the show goes, the allegiances shift and right, wane, yeah, yeah. and that's kind of what that whole show is all about right now. They but. brought in that dude from the uh, from the fourth one, right? Terry Silver. Okay. Right. I tell you what, I like him a lot. Yeah, I, I've he's, always he's, liked that actor. He's a quote-unquote bad guy, yeah, yeah. but there's something about him I'm really digging on this oh, show. Just wait until the ending. Oh, really? Oh, my you God. watch the whole thing? I watch the whole thing. Okay, all right, yeah. fair enough. I'm digging it. All right. There you go. Entertainment report. Chock full this morning. Yes. As we begin uh, 2022 together. We've got some weather on the way, especially if you're in South Jersey. Uh, I'm sure you've heard about it. Six to ten inches of snow at the shore, most likely. If you want to come over to this area and hang out for a while, that's okay. Yeah, there's like yeah, next nothing. to nothing going on yeah. west of Philadelphia. So uh, just uh, beware of that if you are heading in this morning or heading in that direction. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment or two. Hang in. We'll be back in a sec. 93.3 WMMR. Streaming on WMMR.com. Our mobile app. Your smart speaker. And now at Radio.com. A couple of interesting things uh, in the NFL yesterday outside of, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, the Eagles clinching the, uh, the playoff spot, which is fantastic. Uh, but the, the, <laughs> the railing collapse when Jalen Hurts is, is trying to walk through the tunnel and these guys, these Eagles fans, are just really trying to meet him, leaning over this railing. The railing snaps. They fall down. I think the funniest thing about the number one, as uh-huh. soon as it happens, you're like, oh, my God, somebody broke their neck. You right, know, right. look like. But then these guys, these uh-huh. mooks getting up, and, let's, let's get a picture. <laughs> the of my life. And they're all like, you know, yeah. crowding on him. And finally, somebody from security comes over and is like, all right, guys, all right, you yeah. know. I mean, like, they are... Yeah, Jalen was good-natured, though. He, yeah. was. Like, he, he was. He was, he was he totally was. cool. I, I mean, think about, uh, you know, just just in general, you know, weeks ago, months ago, when everyone's going, this is this the end of the franchise. And, blah, blah, blah. and here you have a complete reversal, yeah. and he was just basking in the moment. But I, it, it's exactly that, Preston. It's like, suddenly he's, he's you know, neck deep in these guys who are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I can just I hear their voices. Yeah. Uh, oh, it really could have been bad. On don't a you reinforce those knowing that that's... Uh, that stadium is... It, that stadium's old. Yeah. It is beat up. Uh, it, it it's is not, not that old. It's not the old RFK, which is where... True, it is newer than that, but it's, it's, uh, it's an old stadium. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen... Old stadium or not, those things are supposed to be uh, enforced and reinforced and double reinforced and and all of that. Uh, but, yeah, I can't believe the first guy that popped up, popped up, camera in hand, like, yeah. let's go! Yeah. <laughs> That's, save the camera! Runway. I'm so glad you laughed because that was my, I watched it yesterday and like you're waiting for it, you wait for it and then you see it and you like gasp. And then I watch it again because I wanted to see if Hertz helps people up or if he just kind of like ran off. Um, And then afterwards, after the fifth and twelfth time I watched it, I was laughing hysterically Mm because it's so funny. Mm -hmm. But the immediate, I need a picture of this (laughs) Uh reaction is just like, come on, man, get up and dust yourself off. <laughs> they say, you know, great game, high five away, but it's just like a neat first thing on their mind. Picture, now, got to do it. Uh, but fortunately, yeah, nobody hurt, so that's a there, good thing. There have been cases now where oh stuff God. like that is given away, and, and uh, there were, you know, issues, fatalities, and things of that nature oh, yeah. on railings. Yeah. Uh, I, I hate that. I've done it where I've leaned on something. 
and I'm, I'm sure it's a lot more reinforced than it is. Sure. And uh, you, you hear something start to crack. I, yeah, I did it on somebody's deck last summer, and I forget where exactly it was. And um, and I start to hear the crack, and I'm, and I'm like, you, you kind of move away, like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, you feel like an idiot. Um, there was a time where I broke a few chairs oh. <laughs> just by sitting in them, because I'm like, a, I'm a leaner backer. I like that too. On the back legs and yeah. snap, and I'm like, dude, I'm not that fat. I mean, come on. I did that in college. Like, you get that terrible wooden furniture, uh, and so a friend of mine in another dorm room had a mini drill, so I put... The the bolt the bolt like into another spot and then like two days later somebody sat in it and it broke and I was like what'd you do of course <laughs> pull the Tommy boy but you remember at the uh, several years ago I don't remember what year but that Army Navy game yeah. here I was at the vet uh, and yeah like yeah. people got hurt at yeah that they one. did yeah. and that was a whole lot of people uh, coming down on that they yeah. had yeah well like listen this is a lot more dramatic but like when the decks you know get overloaded on, mm-hmm. on the backs. Oh, my God. You know, but, but in this People case... killed in those ones. <laughs> it wasn't that high up. It wasn't that high up, right. but, but it no, was... It it was enough to fall squarely in the comedic realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know? Another... You know what? If uh, Jalen Hurst just ran by and didn't do anything, I, I, I think he was in a win-win situation. Yeah. He could have ran by and, like, this isn't my issue. I need to get to the locker room, and nobody would have batted an eye. But the fact that he actually did stop and help people out, <laughs> and then he just got stuck. He's like, oh, man. Now i got to take now pictures. Now i got to take pictures <laughs> of all these guys. He's good-natured about it, which is cool, though. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't going to – listen, he's a human being. I mean, uh-huh. we wanted to make sure those guys were okay yeah. because that looked nice. How are your phones? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is everyone charged? Yeah. Oh, my God. There was a moment at, at the end of the video where it looked like everybody was okay. J- uh, Jalen Hurts is kind of like figuring out, all right, I can I can probably go back into the locker room. And then Jordan Maialata, who is like 6'7 and 350 pounds, comes off the field as well, and he just goes booking right past <laughs> Everybody heads <laughs> right into the locker room. He's like, I'm done. I'm out. Yep. Uh, but those guys, uh, uh, I guess, are getting their little five minutes of fame thing. So Yeah. No, uh, it's cool. They're enjoying it. Now, the other one of the other things outside of, you know, scores and so on was this Antonio Brown thing. <laughs> yeah. I kind of watch it. I, I watch uh, football all day long on Sundays. And really? When, <laughs> yeah. Go figure. It's weird. <laughs> I was in the fantasy football championships. I lost. But anyway, wow. I was. Wa- yeah, I know. Um, Why isn't that the story? Uh, it yeah. sh- it should have been. should have been. <laughs> But uh, so I was watching the red zone and they cut in with, you know, what was as as this is all unfolding. And I'm like, "Ah, this guy is just not right in the head. The red zone. You watch the red zone and and it it got activated to this. This incident. Yeah, because they what the red zone zone does is, is they usually key in on the game that is has like the juiciest action. All right. Right. So anything that's happening. Uh, it, it, you know, anything worth watching, they will cut to that. And so as the game was, I was, whatever game I was watching on Red Zone, they cut to that and they said, hey, check this out. And, you know, I, I've i never seen anything like that in my entire life. And well, it's, it's, well, let's, let's explain to those who yeah. may not be aware of what's and, going on. It was in the, was it third quarter? Third quarter. And he, all of a sudden, he's, he's kind of gesturing with a couple of guys on the sidelines and... Uh, he just decides to take off his equipment, took off everything uh, all the way down to his just his undershirt, and eventually takes that off. Yeah, throws it up in the stands, and he's he's heading to walk off, and he he walks across the uh, uh, the end zone yeah. before exiting, waving to everybody, essentially saying, "I'm out of here," uh, and quitting. Uh, yeah, uh, for I I don't know if he just felt like he was just leaving the game, but he's gone. He was fired. Yeah, 
I, I mean, uh, yeah, and, and rightfully so. He is not right in the head. You know, I have no idea what led to this. I don't know what sort of altercation he got in on the sideline or whatever. But I I had heard that the security thought he was a streaker at first. Okay. Did anybody hear anything sure. about that? It no. makes sense. I mean, he had his shirt off. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he, he quit in grand fashion. And... Uh, so was do just to clarify because I've heard multiple stories on this and and I'm trying to get a beat on was it his intent to quit or was he just um you know having an, uh, a moment I don't know because yeah I, I, now, I, I don't know anything about this guy I don't follow football so yeah. I, I don't know his I, I was reading he's had some off uh, field incidents or issues he has and so it's you know. You, with several teams, with several teams for, for several and, years, and off uh, off the field as well. Like uh, perhaps you might have seen last year, or maybe two years ago. But I think it's prior to the pandemic. He was having an issue at his home uh, where the police, you know, were called, and it, right. so CTE could be an issue here, right? Mm, okay. Um, so, uh, or it just could be m- mental illness, or. He could just be a diva. Who, who, yeah, who, I don't know. Who, who really so, even knows? A number of the teammates, or at least ones who were speaking on it, yeah, um, like uh, say they are they support him, but they also know that he needs help. Yeah, yeah. Tom, yeah. Tom Brady came out and spoke last night, and and yeah. he said he was very empathetic, and yeah. so and Tom Brady was delivering a kind message and not throwing Antonio Brown under the bus, which is probably the right course yeah. of action. But, yeah, I mean, he's been on a bunch of different teams over the last few years. He, there were some issues with um, him getting vaccinated or not getting vaccinated. Uh, the, the, and then this story I was just about to bring up, uh, a few days ago, he was farting in his doctor's face incessantly. Okay. And, and there's video of that. Here's the headline. Pittsburgh doctor says Antonio Brown once repeatedly farted in his face during a <laughs> consultation and that he owes him $11,500 in unpaid bills. <laughs> You can write the farts off if you get your money. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. Well, uh, but listen. He's a colorful character. He decided to hang it up in grand fashion if that is the case. And I know we've talked about this before, but when you you make a statement, Mm -hmm. I'm out of here. I'm quitting. And and I'm not going out quietly. You are, you're, you're, you're kind of playing with fire. Uh, because that can come back to haunt you. You are burning that bridge. Now, we all look for that moment, and we never get them. Most of us never get them where, you know, it's the classic walking away as the thing blows up behind you, and I'm out of here. People are applauding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, look at that guy. Like, oh, my God. He finally did it. It never (laughs) really works that way. That's why in in this business, in the radio business in particular, if you are getting fired... You're not going on the air. It's it, yeah. they, they absolutely positively. I've seen people. I've, they've called them into the office. Oh, yeah, and they and they go. By the way, today was your last show. Or there's no way in hell they're giving you right this <laughs> microphone. Today's your last show, you loser. Yeah. All right, you're on at one. Work your shift. All right, you pack you, up your stuff. Your ratings suck, and you're horrible on air. You're on at one. <laughs> uh, yeah, Preston. Yeah. It's always someone who's who's decided to quit without management's knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that is gets on the air and gets to give their manifesto. So apparently there is a uh, well, there is a, a fast food restaurant near my house that the manager continually he, he like walks out on his job all the time. And I was actually there one time when he did this. I waited in line at the drive through for a long time. Normally, I wouldn't wait as long as I did. But my daughter had her tooth pulled and I had promised her 
uh, a frosty treat. And, uh, you know, beca- for her, you know, for her <laughs> aching frosty mouth. Yeah. Treat. Yeah. Frosty Would you like a frosty treat to sort of mitigate your yeah. dental issues? And right. so, but I waited in line for 20 minutes. I get to the drive through speaker and the girl goes, I'm sorry, can't take your order. Our, our manager just left. Like, just, she said, just left. And I was like, uh, okay. I'm like, he just. But I would like a frosty treat. (laughs) (laughs) My daughter. Yeah. My my daughter just had dental work and I promised her a frosty treat. Well, so, but before I could even get to that, I had to get the bottom of what the hell did she mean by he just left. And I was like, I'm like, I'm. It means that when he was once here, (laughs) that is no longer the situation. I said, is he coming back? And she's like, I don't know. I go. What, okay. are you a cop? Yeah. I go. Well, well, hang on a second. I go. Like he left. Like he was mad, and he and he left. And she's like, yes. I go. Okay. So like he he quit. And she's like, yes. So he quit, and we can't run the registers. And I said, okay. Well, you have to hear me out here. I said, my daughter. I want a frosty treat. My, uh, my daughter I just got back from Fallujah. <laughs> <laughs> I did try to reason with the young lady. I said, I said, well, here's my situation. I said, my daughter just, just had her tooth pulled. I said, I promised her I would get her a frosty treat. And uh, and I've been waiting in line for 20 minutes. I said, Listen, I'm so- going to make some calls. I think I can find you a place with frosty treats. Uh, how, long, how long before it was resolved? Like 30 seconds. Okay. You know, you when, when, I, when I reasoned with her and I told her my situation. Did you take your shirt off and dance around the car? I did. I did. But, dude, here's the thing that sucks. She's like, well, she's like, okay, well, yeah, uh, well, what? what what um, flavor? I was like, oh, let's get chocolate. And she's like, what size? I'm like, I don't know. So I'm thinking. You don't know a lot, do you? <laughs> I'm thinking, well, because I'm thinking she's going to give me a free one. Because clearly she said the, the registers don't work. Yeah, I would have I thought she would have pissed in it, you know? Well, so that's why I didn't tell her what size. Because I was okay. like, if she's giving me a free one, I don't want to take a large, you know? She charged me full price for this thing. I was like, if you could charge me full price, why did you tell me you couldn't? Sell me a frosty treat to begin with. <laughs> anyway. 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 Here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to see if, A, you've ever quit in a grand fashion like that, or, B, if you've fantasized about quitting, because most of us don't have the balls to do that, which is smart anyway, but what? how would you do it? In what grand fashion would you burn it all down? You know what I mean? Yeah. In... in in without burning metaphorical terms. metaphorically, <laughs> yeah. thank you very much. Uh, no, I, I, I people have thought about it. I, you know, here's what I do: the thing that you always think about too in those situations is that is your leaving going to negatively impact your coworkers, and they're going to have to, you know. So it's rare when you can do that metaphorical burn the place down, you yeah. know, sort of thing. I have you ever a have you ever walked out on a place like you know throwing no. up. I'm out of here. I've never flat out quit yeah. any job I've ever had. Right. I've faded. You ghost? I've faded you from a couple ghost of jobs. jobs. Yes, I've done that too. That's what I was in my twenties. Yeah. When was, you were just like, I don't want to go to work anymore. There was some. There was one point, Preston, at one job, and it was the bookstore where I was getting people to cover my shifts so much mm-hmm. that they thought I was covering their shifts when I would show up. Mm-hmm. I was like, because uh, it's after a while, it's like. No one, because you, you're learning. I was actually working a lot of jobs at that time. I was, and I was, you know, doing stand up as well. Uh, and uh, I was like, ah, you know, uh, can you come? Can you fill in for me? And then eventually, the the, the manager goes, I think we've reached the point. <laughs> yeah, you just want it's someone else. Probably to, better to move on. It's mm-hmm. better for someone else to figure it out for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and I, you know, called in fake sick days enough, and oh. eventually just. Stop showing Listen, up a couple of if times. If you get an inch, you know, and, and, and especially on an earlier job in your life, 
I always felt even even when I when I wanted to leave a job, it's like leaving a bad relationship. Yes, yeah. I felt bad about leaving that job. It's the decaying orbit syndrome, and and going in and having to have that conversation where they're going to try to talk you into staying, yeah. like that relationship. Come on, we can work this out. Right? No, no. What we if can't. I give you a handy? Yeah. <laughs> well, will you go on the air? <laughs> this is the job or the relationship? <laughs> no, it's the job. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, I think I told this story on, on air before, but I had a friend uh, I, when I worked at McDonald's when I was in high school and a guy w- was working the grill and he just got fed up and was angry. And the manager asked him to do one thing too many. He they, That was it. It was the straw yeah. that broke the camel's back. And Steve, there was a really loud far, a fire alarm on the back door uh, if you were to open it. And so he, he did the proverbial throwing his apron yeah. down on the ground, tore his little silly McDonald's hat off, threw that down, and then went, went out the back, yeah. uh, slams the door open, walked out the parking lot, and I and it was loud. That, like that. And I was, it scared the crap out of me. But, you know, and it's a McDonald's yeah. job when you're in high school, so you can kind of quit in that fashion in right. that way. He never looked back. That was it. That was that was the last I ever saw that. Guy. So in fast food, you could you can probably yes. do that. But but like to Preston's point earlier is that and in this industry in particular, if you get fired, the thing to do is say okay, thank you, so thank you yeah. for the opportunity mm-hmm. because that guy who you right. may. You know, he may be your next possible job down the oh, road. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for and sure. And it happens a lot. Here's a text from somebody that says, I stole the letters to the restaurant's outdoor sign, the marquee, and I made it say that my manager sucks in the middle of the night. <laughs> they didn't know who did it until I quit the next ah, day. That's pretty ballsy. So they did it. That is ballsy. Hang on a second. I want to go to uh, Justin, who's planning on quitting, I believe. Huh. Hey, Justin, good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? What's up, Justin? Hey, so um, I work for a uh, very large company. Uh, let's say they, they rhyme with uh, uh, Shmamazon. Okay. <laughs> um, and um, over the last year and a half or so, um, just, uh, uh, you know, it, it, as you can, and you know about, you know, the pandemic and everything, we've just been worked to death. Yeah. Um, I have a new job uh, that's starting on Monday. And since I've let them know that I was planning on leaving, they've treated me so poorly that um, I, I have this big elaborate plan to quit. Okay. Um, so we have uh, little microphones that we use because it's so loud in there, and there's a big catwalk that's in my department. So I plan on uh, walking up on the catwalk and letting all the management team know exactly how I feel about them as wow. I walk out the door and walk out. Let, let, let wow. me ask you, Justin, that that, that is a bold move. Um, yeah. Do you, a lot of people, I think, have been hearing, you know, Amazon serves that purpose of a it's not Amazon. It's Schmamazon. Yeah, Amazon. <laughs> yeah, Steve, come on. <laughs> Sorry, Clearly said it was Schmamazon. It's like Schmalmart. It's Schmigadoon. Yeah, Schmigadoon. Yeah. So, so uh, listen. So, would could this be something though? If you think about it, you might need it down the road. That you could go back to it. Is it something that you might? Because I'm always I'm always going to speak on on um, you know taking the high road when exiting a job because you never know when you're going to need that. Reference, right. or, you know, so, but you, you are resolute in doing this? Are you still, th- is there a percentage that might dissuade you from doing this? So my, my wife has tried to talk me out of it um, a couple of times. However, I'm going into, I have my degree in a totally different field that I'll never have to use this type of thing ever again. Yeah. Um, this type of job ever again. So I've planned it out in such a way that, you know, I, they also have this thing, it's called the offer. So if you take it, you can never work for Amazon 
or any of his You mean Shmamazon. Shmamazon, yeah. You should probably listen to your wife, though. I mean, um, she is probably more level-headed than you are at this point. She hasn't been beaten down the same way you have. So, you know, perhaps... I know yeah, this sounds I, I great. Have, I have a couple more days. I have a couple more days to think about it. I'm sitting in the parking lot right now, still debating if I want to go in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen, we want you to do what's best for your future, and, and I would take mm. the more metered approach, but I understand if you're passionate about it. But we can, you know, having had many jobs over my life, um, I, I think the, 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 if you can leave on good terms, that's always the better dynamic. And by the way, Justin, some people are texting in. If you do deter, de- decide to go through with your plan, please film it. <laughs> okay. I, I, have, I, have plenty, I have plenty of co-workers that are ready to film it. All right. Excellent. Thanks, Justin. Go buy a, one of those video phones from Schmapple. Um, well, there have been people, you've, you've seen people at, uh, at um, uh, stores that have a PA system. Yeah. Yeah. They went over that and, and let their mind be known. Uh, Walmart. At Walmart. Yeah, exactly. That's happened several times. Uh, let me go to... Do, 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 do. I have uh, Bill. He quit in, a, in a, a special way. Hey, Bill, good morning. Morning. How you guys doing? Good. What's up, Bill? Hey, happy New Year to you guys. Happy New Year to you. Same to you, man. All right, what's your... How, how did you quit in, in grand fashion? So I worked, I've worked on many golf courses throughout the years and many different management styles and things. And worked for this particular golf course where the superintendent was known to be a jerk. Ooh. And just not talk to people the right way. Okay. Uh, I was on a fairway mower one day, cutting fairways, as you guys know. And uh, came up to me and just started yelling at me for no reason. I'm like, dude, what, what's your problem? And he's like, oh, I'm having a bad day. I got to take it out on somebody. <laughs> well, I was, what? Okay, you're going to have a bad day. You're going to take it out on somebody. I'm going to take my bad day out on you. Left the fairway mower right there and just walked off the golf course. There you go. There you go. Yeah. And what was his reaction? Uh, he just looked at me like, um, Come back! Yeah, golfers are on the tee box. They're like, what's going on? Can we tee off? Let's go. Hey, what does <laughs> what does that golf course rhyme with? What's the name of it? <laughs> pillage. What? Pillage. Pillage. I don't pillage. know pillage. Schmillage. Schmillage. Uh, All right. Pillage. Anyway, are you happy that you did it that way, Bill? Oh yeah, for for sure. I have a, I have a degree in golf course management, so I can I can go anywhere and get a job. All right, actually, all right. I actually got out of the golf course industry now because it was just so cutthroat. I would have driven that. Wow. I would have driven that Thanks, that right off the course and drove it home. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. what you do. Oh, you, what get I got. On, you get on the highway and you take it with you. <laughs> We're never gonna have to mow again. Uh, Nick, you're pulling up uh, Patrick Waugh. Yeah, he was uh, the when he was. The goalie for the uh, Canadiens, the, they were getting killed by the Red Wings. I'd forgotten about this. And then uh, I don't know if he got pulled or what, or maybe he even pulled himself out of the game. But he leaves the ice, walks to the bench, walks down the bench to the head coach, says, I quit, goes in the locker room, never played for the Canadiens again. No so it's just like, this is it. I'm, I'm done. They're playing terribly in front of me. I can't stand this organization. I'm out. Wow. Uh, Bree, I'm going to go to Bree. She took a, uh, a more passive uh, move, but made her point be known. Right. Hi, Bree, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Bree? Hi. Um, so this was about three years ago. I put in my two weeks. You know, I tried to do it right. Um, and right before I quit, you know, they were kind of being weird about it. So 
the night before my last day, I went to a dollar store, and I happened to pass by those, like, plastic prayer hands right. that you put on, like, a grave, and then I just got this idea. So I went kind of wild, and I got, like, fake flowers, a small picture frame for, like, a wall-sized picture of myself, <laughs> and I got all this stuff, and I set it up on my desk at the end of the day. I was, like, the last. I did the late shift. I was the last one there, and I set up, like, a memorial for myself, and I left my badge there, like, resigned in peace. Um, Resigned in peace. I like that. So that's a more tempered way of doing it. uh, Where you you know you 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 didn't you didn't burn the place down, as they say. But uh, did they find it funny or? Oh my god! So there was only one other guy that was working the late shift in a different department, and he was like, "What are you doing?" (laughs) I was like, "I don't like trying to set all this stuff." I'm like, "Dude, don't worry about it." He's like, "Hold on." And I thought he was going to go and like call somebody. He comes back with like a stuffed animal. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good way to go out. I think that's a good way. All right, Bree. Thank you very much. Oh, Oh, have a good one. All right, we'll see you. Let's go to Karen next. Hi, Karen. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Right. I'm calling from Jacksonville, Florida. Ah, nice. Thanks for I calling. I listen to you guys every morning on Alexa. <laughs> oh, thanks so much. Wonderful. That's a no Shamazon product. <laughs> that, that is. Yes. Karen, how did you how did you quit in uh, in a uh, a big way? In a grand fashion, I quit. At, there was a company named Carrefour. If you guys ever Carrefour, it's a French company. <laughs> okay. And um, I was worked my way up, and I was a manager, and I was 31 years old, and I had kids at home and a husband. And as soon as I became a manager and I was on salary, these guys made me work every single day. I couldn't even take a day off, do anything with my kids. I was losing weight. And the one day I was in there on my day off when I was supposed to be spending the day with my kids on the beach, and I'm starving. I was weighing 105 pounds. So I went down, and I got a cheeseburger. I came in. I sat at my desk. I started eating my cheeseburger, and my boss turned around and looked at me and said, it must be nice to eat. What? And I just looked at him, and I said, it is. And I took my cheeseburger, and I threw it straight at him. <laughs> and he sucked down, and it hit the wall, and I left, and I never went back, and I never regretted it. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> nice. <laughs> And you got some satisfaction out of that. I got the best satisfaction. Listen, I had to walk home. It probably took a be like a forty-five minute walk. I walked at home in twenty minutes. That's how angry I was. And he said it must be nice to eat. <laughs> nice. <laughs> She's struggling. Yeah, Thanks, I, I, I don't even know what that means. No, you know. Right? Yeah. What does that even it means? You're not working. Must yeah. be nice to just sit around and eat. Oh, yeah. No. It must be nice that I took five minutes to gulp this cheeseburger and get back to work on my day off. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks, Karen. We appreciate it. Take care. No problem. You guys rock. Oh, we appreciate that. I just the the jerk boss. That's oh yeah. That's enough to make you that's enough to make you do something like that. As opposed to I'm not working any here anymore. I, I you know, I like uh, the pay isn't right. And right. It's not the right position for me. But if you get somebody who's a supervisor, somebody who's a, a department head or whatever who is mm-hmm. on you all the time, I can see that pushing you to do something like right. that. Right. There are certain things that happen in any work environment where you you're going to have things that perhaps you're not doing right or whatever. Those are that's understandable. If someone is the kind of person who would come up to you and say, "I'm having a bad day, so I'm going to pass it yeah. on to you." Yeah. That's a dick boss. Yeah. yeah. So my mom had been mistreated at her job for years and years, not when she was in Morton, but uh, at a different place. But uh 
It wasn't the Schmoschmo office, was it? It was. But, uh, and her manager mistreated her terribly for years and years and years and years and years. She had a couple of allies that would, you know, help soften the blow from time to time. But for the most part, it was just miserable. But it was so bad that when um, she did eventually transfer out of where she was, uh, like, this guy's superior was like, don't even say anything. He's like, when it's your last day, let that just be your last day and leave. Because this dude just would target her all the time. So if he knew that she was leaving, he would have made it even much, much worse. worse. You have to consider things like that. Mm-hmm. Also, again, I think no matter what the situation is, if you can leave... On good terms, yeah. say that person who's your nightmare yeah. gets bumped out, and then you come back if, yeah. if there's another opening. Think about that. Think about the future. Yeah. Well, I mean, so that's what my mom was thinking about. It's like, oh, you know, if it's that bad, just leave. Yeah. Okay. I'll just well, go to Schwoopy S. Well, yeah. She's got four kids at home. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. sometimes you just have to sort of, like, take and eat it. Yeah. Because, like, I'm interviewing at Schmedex. <laughs> <laughs> What are my options? I've got four mouths to feed. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Several people were pointing out we got started on this conversation because of, uh, Antonio Brown of the the Bucks had uh, had walked off the field in the middle of the game, and, and people were saying that he was uh, he needed a few more receptions in order to seal a bonus that he was uh, contracted to get. Right. And he felt that they purposely weren't throwing to him. Now that's what some people now listen. It's all conjecture. Who yeah, the hell yeah. Knows what exactly was going, but it might have been that. Okay. <laughs> well, but that's wanna... that's also one of those things where it's like. You know, uh, that's that's a game decision. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not like we're going to throw to you because you're going to get a bonus. Yeah. we got to do what's right to win the game. And so maybe he was going off on that. I because don't know. you know the percentage of times where you're like, I shouldn't have done that. You I know, shouldn't have done I that. I shouldn't have mm-hmm. done that. Yeah. Well, he left with yeah. almost half the game left. Yeah. You're Make- definitely not going to get your reception. <laughs> yeah. They were yeah. losing. They came back to yes. win without him. You know I mean? Like, he's not going to get those receptions now. Yeah. Hindsight is kind of a uh, a sobering thing. I wonder, I, didn't think of that. I wonder if he'll get a job anywhere at this point. You know, like that's the other thing. And when you when you quit in that fashion in this league, yes, you know, like is he going to be able to get any job with any team at any? I point? don't know, man. I mean, he's talented, right? Yeah. So sometimes they overlook that stuff. Maybe convert over to the Schmidt HL. <laughs> oh my God! Maybe the Schmeagles will hire him. Yeah. Uh, let me go, Schmeagle. <laughs> let me go to, uh, let's see, I'm going to go to JJ. Hi, JJ, good morning. Good morning, it, y'all. Good morning, it, what's up, buddy? <laughs> so, I used to work for the, uh, Turnpike in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they had, like, 28 shifts a week, basically, like, 28 eight-hour shifts. Wow. And I said, I will gladly work 26 of those shifts. Two of those shifts just fall in a conflict of interest, like, I have personal matters to tend to just don't schedule me for those but you know the other 26 is fine so i figured that'd be more than reasonable right i go to my manager's office to talk to him about it and after i let him know you know like i'm willing to work whenever you need me to but like so he he looks at me and says with a straight face we're the we're like the military we own your butt Oh, and I, and I I looked at him and I said, "Uh, no, you don't." Yeah. I walked out, and that was it. Yeah, that was it. I was like, "Nah, uh, uh, nah, uh." No, raise no fool. When somebody throws the the, the phrase, "We own your ass," uh huh. Um, yeah, yeah, I can see you. I can see you disregarding. Yeah, any of the it's like working at Spencer's. We own your ass. <laughs> but 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 any of the yeah. uh, um, you know the the sensibility that you might have to go. Wait, I need this job. I have yeah. to have uh-huh. this. Like screw you. You're right. treating me like a slave. Right. Uh-huh. Are right. you kidding me? We own your ass. Yeah. So you happy you left, JJ? 
Oh, yeah, I will never look back. And uh, I think the turnpike's like, the way it used to be is like kind of gone now. So I kind of just laugh at the ashes as they smolder. <laughs> laugh at the ashes as they smolder. <laughs> Thank you, JJ. Uh, let's see. Uh, Brian's been on hold for a while. Let me go to him. Hi, uh, Brian. Good morning. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Which one is that? That's the you. Yeah! That's so the first. Did you hear that? That's the first. <laughs> the first of 2022. Yeah. What's up, Brian? Uh, so uh, I work for this landscaping company, and I'm sure this guy's listening. And I, I man, I could not stand this guy. But uh, so my buddy calls me, and uh, he says, "Hey, listen, uh, I have a job lined up for you if you want to work. Um, my company's hiring." And I was in one of them. I didn't want to leave this company because I felt bad, you know, given the two weeks notice. You know how that is, like right? So. So I felt bad. So I was like, you know, pondering it. It was a Friday. We're doing, we're, um, we're doing, we're digging a drainage ditch in the back of this yard. We're doing it all by hand. It's in the middle of July. It's like 95 degrees out. And, um, I'm in the middle of like a 12 hour shift and I, I go to grab a, a drink of water and the owner of the company comes over and goes, why are you drinking? It's not your break. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and I calmly, I calmly climbed out of the hole. I brushed my pants off. I looked at him. I picked up my shovel, and I threw it right at his face. And I said, I quit. And he goes, what do you mean you quit? I said, I quit. Well, mind you, it's the landscaping company, so I'm 45 minutes away from my house, and I rode with them. Yeah. So I had to ride home the entire way. Oh. Uh. I just threw my shovel at my boss. Oh, no. <laughs> and he was part of that crew uh, leaving? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you gotta gotta think out. You sometimes you, you, the spontaneous thing is not going to serve yeah. you well if you have a little bit of time to yeah. plan on it. But I mean, being denied water in a heat wave while you're digging a ditch mm-hmm. seems a little draconian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was an extremely awkward car ride. Yeah, that right. sucks. Thanks, Brian. Right, guys, Appreciate it. Yeah. That reminds me of uh, uh, she's she's out of your league. Uh, the the main character. Tells his family and everybody there he's on a plane to get yeah. ready to leave. He's like, I hate you guys. He just unloads. He's like, F you. And then he's going to walk off the plane. And they're like, sir, that's against regulations. We can't let you up. And he to stay with him on the plane the yeah. entire time. All right. Well, listen, think it through. All right. Think it through whether or not you want to do this big grand walkout or not. May come back to haunt you. Maybe really satisfying. I don't really know. I've I'm never really experienced sure. it myself, so yeah. I can't say whether it is or isn't. But you're right. That's sage advice. Yep. All right. Well, listen, I want to take a break because I've got our first Bizarre File of 2022 <laughs> coming up. And we want to share these stories with you. We'll get to that in a moment. A little bit later on, Ryan Airy of Screen Crush News is going to be joining us. So all your geeky stuff, we're on board with that. We'll be back in a moment. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. This Valentine's Day, avoid that look of disappointment. You know the look. A week after Valentine's Day when she throws the flowers you just bought into the trash? Try this. Get her a real long stem rose dipped in 24 karat pure gold. The only rose that's guaranteed to last forever is just $59. Our famous 24 karat gold dip roses arrive in our signature gold gift box. Order now and get free shipping at IHateStevenSinger.com. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, let's do the Bizarre File. Bizarre. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre File. 
All right, it's brought to you this morning by Horizon Services, their new year plumbing savings. You can get up to uh, you can get up to savings on select plumbing repairs and services. That's what it says right there. Um, um, that. that offers you can get up to savings? Visit horizonservices.com. That's right, Steve. Yeah. That's what they told me to say. So <laughs> we're going to start with this story. A man set himself on fire in a car in an apparent anti-vaccine protest on a busy street in Melbourne, Australia. Video shows a silver hatchback fully in flames, while, while diners nearby at restaurants reported hearing screams. Wow, oh, man. You know what? Skip the dessert. Uh, witnesses said police and firefighters managed to extinguish the flames before restraining the man. He was then taken to the hospital in an ambulance with life-threatening Jeez. injuries. Uh, Lydia O'Connor was having dinner at a nearby restaurant. When she heard a man screaming, she said he poured gas on himself and on his car. It was on purpose. Uh, he was screaming about mandates. He was screaming no vax ID and throwing books as well. Uh, police cordoned off the area af- near the intersection after the incident. Told customers at surrounding businesses to stay indoors. That's messed up. No, wow, man. Yeah, right. th- that's not a way to go. Speaking of fires, I did not know this, but people in people in France torched nearly 874 vehicles across the country to mark the new year as part of their decades-old tradition. Yes. They light what? cars what? on fire every year. Yes. yes. All right. And the 874 is lower than previous years. Uh, in 2019... Well, you're not trying. 1,316 cars were set on fire. Ooh la la. Uh, meanwhile, authorities... Ooh la la, that's hot. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, authorities in the country also had taken in more people for questioning than in the previous years with 441 brought in compared to 376 in All right, the question is, did you burn a car? Wow. Uh, how about this messed up story? A Tennessee man strangled to death his neighbor's pet kangaroo after he attacked the man's wife as they tried to lure the roaming animal back into its enclosure. So the kangaroo attacks the man's wife and he strangles it to death. Uh Uh-huh. The shocking incident occurred at the property owned by Hope and Chris Leah, about 20 miles north of Nashville. Authorities responded to the home after reports of two people who had been in a battle with a male kangaroo named Carter. Dude, you just killed a kangaroo. You got to bounce. Carter's owners (laughs) came home to find their other kangaroos milling around the dead animal. Uh, And according to Hope, one of the owners, she said he didn't have to. He didn't have nowhere to go. He was choked to death in his own space. Uh, Tennessee laws Makes you think, doesn't it? allow people to own kangaroos with males costing around $2,000 and females going for $3,000. Uh, she said, we'd had Carter ever since he was a little nugget. It's like losing a family member. The incident began after neighbors had spotted that Carter had escaped from his enclosure on the owner's property. The neighbors called the Leas to see that if they could uh, get the kangaroo back into his normal confinement. The Leas said they told the neighbors, who were not immediately named... That they could feed the kangaroo to lure him back into his area with the Leah's uh, fenced-in property. Right. Leah's fenced-in property. So the couple said, also said that they would be home within an hour to take care of the situation. The woman was reportedly assaulted by the kangaroo after she and her husband entered the Leah's property in an effort to bring him back to the enclosure. And that's when the woman's husband stepped in and strangled the kangaroo, killing Carter before the Leah's arrived back home. 
Neither of the neighbors were seriously hurt. So I think this dude went a little overboard. A little overboard. When you when you strangle a kangaroo, you better have a good reason. That's what my grandma always said. Uh, the Leahs said that they returned home to find the younger kangaroo surrounding Carter's lifeless body. Huh. Uh, the couple are now looking at a potential lawsuit against the neighbors over their pet kangaroo's death. There's got to be a law firm that handles this thing specifically, right? It, it was still unclear whether or not the husband responsible for the killing Carter will face criminal charges. If your kangaroo's been strangled, call. Anytime, day or night. Uh, this is a great story. Vancouver Canucks assistant equipment equipment manager Brian Hamilton didn't realize that he had a cancerous growth on his neck until he visited Seattle in October. An eagle-eyed fan sitting behind the Canucks bench for the Kraken's an- inaugural home game on October 23rd saw something that concerned her. And Hamilton got the chance to say thanks to that fan, a woman named Nadia Popovici. Uh, and let the world know the story. So the Canucks and the Kraken announced a joint $10,000 fund, by the way, to go toward uh, Popovici's medical training. She had been going to medical school and had been accepted by several schools but hasn't chosen one yet, or she was about to get into medical right, school. Right, right. So the Canucks had shared a message on social media Saturday morning asking for help tracking down the woman who had alerted Hamilton to the growth on his neck. And it didn't take long for word to spread and for her family to connect. And about an hour after the Canucks had posted the message, a reply came in suggesting the family of Popovici uh, was looking to make contact. So at that game, she was sitting behind the bench and got Hamilton's attention as he was rearranging uh, pads, gloves, and skates. Uh, between periods, she had written a note on her phone that said she was concerned about a mole that she noticed on his neck. Wow. She made the text on the screen large and colorful, obviously hoping that he noticed it. He finally saw it but didn't think much of it initially. He said, "I had uh, irreg- it had irregular borders, is what she said, right. and it was discolored and fairly large. Uh, Popovici had spent some time helping in an oncology ward where she was familiar with what cancers like Hamilton's looked like. Mm. Hamilton said Saturday that uh, Popovici had changed his life. She extended my life. He said, I've got a wonderful family, a wonderful daughter, saved my life. She didn't take me out of a burning car like a big story, but she took me out of a slow fire. Hamilton said the message Popovici relayed to him on her phone will forever be etched in his mind. And apparently... He didn't think much of it at right. first. It was sort of dismissive of it. Yeah, and it lingered. Once he went back home to Vancouver, he asked his wife, Jess, to take a look at it. And she said that, yeah, it did look a little unusual. And then he went and got a doctor to take a look at it. The team's doctor, uh, who agreed that the mole looked concerned and took a biopsy. And within days, it had been completely removed by a specialist who said that it was cancerous, a malignant melanoma. Had he let it go for another year or so, it could have killed him. This reminds me of that story. There was some. Uh, there was a home improvement show with a remember that person with a host had a. Uh... It was Tariq. Uh, it was the um, the Almausa or whatever. Right, right. He yeah. had. Uh, it was the, the thyroid. thyroid. Yeah, yeah. was that it? Okay. Mm-hmm. And I've seen some where people can spot an eye uh, cancer problem by the photos that are yes, taken and yeah. stuff like that. So. Uh, it's a good thing that this gal saw that and let him know about it, and he has gotten it taken care of, which is really, really cool. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for now. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment or two. We're going to have a guest later on, Ryan Airy, who is from uh, Screen Crush News. So we're going to talk all things like Spider-Man and Batman yeah. and Boba Fett and all that. Ooh, you know that goes. In fact, that's why Kathy's not here today. She yeah. called out. Please. Because she knew that we were going to be doing me through this. So we'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Christmas tree was lacking in MMR gear from your loved ones. Not to worry. 
Head over to the rock shop at WMMR.com and pick out something that rocks for yourself. There's t-shirts, hats, mugs, and a whole lot more. So peruse and purchase now because you can't really have a great new year without some new kick-ass MMR gear. Get yours now at WMMR.com. The first shard out of the year. Oh, wow. I'll do that real quick if you don't mind. Uh, this uh, text, this email says, hey, I'm emailing about the Hershey Park tickets. <laughs> <laughs> but on a serious note, I'm wondering if I can get a shard out to my friend and loyal listener podcaster of the show, Chris. Last month, Chris had been enduring some medical issues. Had been in and out of the hospital with week plus long stays at a time. And through it all, has made it a point to stay up to date with the show. That's amazing. Uh, listening live when available or podcasting if you missed a live broadcast. He recently underwent surgery and is recovering, ringing into New Year in a hospital bed. My hope is to get him a shout out sometime in the month of January to Chris, the one who messages with Nick sometimes have a nice flight. That's what he wanted me to say. Bye. Uh, rock on WMMR family, and that is from uh, Kyle. So here is a shout out. For you and good luck, man. I hope everything works out all right. All right, um, you know, with a new year, I did notice a few things. Oh, days. you had some downtime to notice. Yeah, there was a little bit of noticing. It took place. had some time off to notice, and he noticed. Oh boy, did he notice! I tell you what, I noticed. What did you notice, noticing? I noticed that I was the probably the least productive that I've ever been on any of our vacations. Had you gone into it with the notion of just uh, because sometimes you have to will yourself, I'm going to be absolutely unproductive and just relax. I didn't have to will myself. It came very it came natural. very natural. Yeah, I, I was so tired yeah. by the time we were done this year for some reason. You still got your Christmas decorations down, though, so I give you... Uh, I did do that. Well, listen, yesterday, I, I actually did day before yesterday, but yesterday was it was like 64 degrees at my house. My Christmas decorations could conceivably be up till the end of February, mid-March. Why? Because the family gathering oh. that we have has been, we said, let's delay it. Let's get past some some things and see how everything is going with the uh, you know the uh, oh my god and everything yeah. right mm-hmm. just kind of move past it and get into a safe zone. So I actually said to my wife, "Pull the family uh-huh. and see if they want the decorations intact or you know right." And so we're going to move from that point. Meaning so, outside, all of it. Yeah, you can take the outside stuff down, right? And give the full presentation. Just don't turn them on, okay? Until that one magical night, whenever that occurs, <laughs> and it could be in August. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll see. But I, I, I made sure I took advantage of that because it was just fantastic, gorgeous, to get it done. Um, so I did notice this as well. There was no winner in the five hundred million dollar Powerball jackpot yeah. on New Year's Day. So what does that bump it up to? Five twenty-two. Uh, uh-huh. So the winning numbers on Saturday's drawing were 6, 12, 39, 48, and 50. I knew it! Powerball of number seven. Uh, there was a $2 million winner in Maryland and three $1 million winners, one in Arizona, one in California, and one in Florida. I bought one in shows uh, on our last day before the break. Uh, I didn't win, obviously. Oh, man. Um, and uh, it's one of the, I, I got the, I was off by one on the Powerball, which doesn't get you anything either. No, you but know, it just makes you, you feel do? like you, you were really close. Yeah. Yeah. Nick, you really you weren't. Hold the card over and to Mrs. Joe's and say, give me a little sugar on this. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. And she, well, I'll buy one today. She'll blow on it. I wonder if she's in today. She probably is. Right? I'm, well, I'm, you need to get your tickets today. Drawings tonight, right? Is it? Okay. I think so. Let me um, see here. Come yeah, on, Mrs. Yeah. Joe's. Give me yeah, some sugar. So, <laughs> uh, the winners of the Powerball jackpot can choose to receive their prizes, either the lump sum payment or 
in 30 graduated payments over 29 years. Uh, for the big prize tonight, there's a lump sum cash option of an estimated 371 Point five million. So, what, what are the experts say at this level? Uh, the better way to play it, the annuity or the lump sum? I've never heard a definitive answer. Yeah, on that I, before. I, and, <laughs> as if I'm entertaining the notion of such a win. But uh, to me, I would up. take the lump. Yeah, lump sum, no doubt. Yes, yeah. I would do the same thing. Uh, so, the estimated jackpot of five hundred twenty-two could obviously go up, and and the more fervor that that is created behind this the more that that just explodes yep. number wise so you never know do you have yeah. numbers that you play or just I, random i have a i have filled out forms in my briefcase but for the most part i just i just do the quick picks right right but you know what i might i might use those because it would be pretty cool if you had chosen those it doesn't matter how you win but yeah uh, it'd be kind of cool if you had those numbers. I got a text from uh, Jim Antez, who used to work here. Yes. Uh, he was our general sales manager. I got a text from him over the break because uh, the bowel poop, movements, right? The poop number came up in New Jersey last explain, week. Explain the poop number because so this is a real thing. If you have it, there's a dream book that uh, Jim's grandmother had, and uh, whatever dream you had, there were numbers that corresponded to that, and you were supposed to play those numbers in the lottery. Hi, Grandma. And if you ever had a dream uh, uh, that involved. A bowel movement? A bowel movement, pooping. Uh, the numbers were 933. Or right. or it might have been 393, but if you box it, you know, it comes up basically right. uh, 933. Those and three I, digits. And, and uh, the New Jersey lottery had, I think, I think 339 came out last week at some point. And it has to be the, because now there's, back when this book came out, it was only one evening uh, drawing and now there's like afternoon drawings and evening drawings. Right. So it's so it's you play I still the don't evening. quite get it, but yeah. I know that a, a good healthy bowel movement is what you're going for. So someone must have dreamed of poop. Somebody dreamed of poop. that happened, dude. I did. Uh, so what? I did. I I there's a couple of dreams that I have where uh, I, I just can't stand it. One is I, I have dreams about big cats, right? Like lions and tigers. Okay. Uh, and I also have dreams where I have to like dump in front of like big like, cats. No, like there, there's people. people. I'd be so embarrassed if I had to take a dump in front of a tiger. Yeah. Um, so, so you have these regularly? Uh, I would say more than I have any other type of dream. Yeah. So, so you, you, for me, I, I get the usuals like the flying and stuff like that. Yeah, no, uh, I, not bowel movements and or. But I have so many cats in the house that I'm, I'm kind of covered with that. Yeah. No, I had a I had a big cat dream probably three weeks ago where I was in at my old house where I grew up. I was in my neighbor's yard, and a lion, a giant lion, was walking down the street. And I was right. like, well, I better get inside. And I, hey, got, I got inside, and there was a tiger inside and a cheetah. And uh, so... You ever talk to a therapist about it or anything? No, like, I've, I've, I've looked them up. And dream stuff. analyst or whatever? Yeah. What, what does the analysis say in the, like, it, the dream books? Uh, I can't remember. If you, uh, and I if never you see really large remember. cats, you're going to have a hefty yeah. bowel movement? <laughs> Well, so the bowel one, you actually looked up for me online uh, on air one time, Nick, and it was it essentially, it says, I I, uh, I reveal too much about myself. Oh, okay. Well, you not... do reveal a lot about <laughs> yourself. Yeah. But that's not, I don't think that's an insight. So yeah. Randomly telling people that you, you you know, about dreaming about poop or that, or that seems an obvious. Here's a dream analysis. Seeing wild cats in your dreams may symbolize solitude or lonely existence <laughs> along with ferocity, sexuality, and survival instincts. See, I'd go more of those than solitude or lonely existence because you don't live a solitude or lonely existence. You, see, you have a great family and uh, yeah. you're a very oh. social guy. But the asterisk, Preston, you more than likely like to be pooped on. Oh. 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 Do you want to answer to that? I do not. Okay. <laughs> 
You uh, don't want to answer or you don't like being pooped I on? I don't want, no, both. Okay. <laughs> no and no. Dreaming of an aggressive cat could be interpreted as the inability to accept reality and stay objective. Yeah. Like, so okay. Take that for so, whatever it is. Okay, what makes them the expert? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it's a dream. You right, know? Like, I know. There are no hard and fast rules. It's how you sell books. Mm. What does it mean when you're having sex with Shirley McLean on the back of a motorcycle is what I want to know. Because I had that dream that one time. Yes, I remember that. I, and I don't know what it means. Yeah, I think you need to speak to a therapist about that. By the way, going back to the lottery for yes, a moment, yeah. uh, your odds of winning are 1 in 292.2 million. So you see there's you a are, chance. You are 25,000 times more likely to, to hit a hole in one than you are of winning a jackpot. Who just hit a hole in one that we know? Matt O'Donnell. Yep. Matt hit a hole in one. Son of a bitch. He should play the lottery right away. All right, I noticed something else. This is interesting. Uh, since we just had New Year's Eve, uh, the celebration always has a countdown. Counting down from 10 yeah. to the new year. Uh, what's interesting about this is that tradition is not nearly as old as you think it might be. Hmm. When do you think that started? If you were to put a year on it, that counting down hmm. to the new year started to really happen. Um, all right, so I'm going to put early 1900s. Okay, what do you guys think? Oh, I'm going to say like with like the TV broadcast. Yeah, so I was going like to say like Dick Clark. 50s when... or 60s? Yeah, I, I guess around the same. I mean, when people started gathering in Times Square. Well, well, when were numbers invented? Mm. <laughs> uh, gang, it started in 1979. Well, wow. I was also going to say Forrest Gump. 1970. <laughs> what does Forrest Gump have to do with that? Because they were counting down. But was that the 70s or 80s? You know the classic Forrest Gump counting down. <laughs> I was going to say Forrest Gump invented it. I like to count down. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't remember exactly. <laughs> it's been the and the season. movie that taught us all to count down, Forrest Gump. The thing you did with uh, with uh, Endgame this year, Preston? Yeah, so let me recap that. I had mentioned earlier on New Year's Eve, my daughter found out that there was a... Uh, if you start the uh, Avengers Endgame movie at 9.30 and 30 seconds, right. that it would time out that Tony Stark snaps his fingers right at midnight. Well, you can do the same thing with Forrest Gump. And so I know exactly what you're talking about, Marissa. You can start the movie at a particular time, and then when they do the countdown in Times Square and they celebrate... Forrest Gump will snap his fingers? No, Forrest Gump (laughs) turns into Thanos. I made half the universe disappear, Janny. (laughs) You celebrate New Year's at the same time that Forrest Gump and the, you know, the... Two per- uh, hookers do. <laughs> so she tastes like cigarettes. Uh, I want this hooker to disappear. So um, Alexis McCrossin is a history professor at Southern Methodist University. And says that the clock watching is actually relatively new for Americans. She said we used to celebrate New Year's Day, not New Year's Eve. So you woke up on January first. You said Happy New Year. You went to church. You did whatever you did with your families. You exchanged gifts. This is nineteen seventy nine, and it was a calendar holiday. Yeah, but by the twentieth century. It becomes a clock holiday. The calendar is still there. We're still waiting for January 1st, but the clock and midnight becomes especially important. Before the 1970s, countdowns were generally associated with bad things. In the 1950s, there were atomic bomb tests and things like that. That was what you usually heard a countdown. Before that, there weren't really, honestly, countdowns. And then, But then it turned into a good thing because in the 1960s, it became associated with the um, uh, the space program. 
Oh, okay. Counting down for, for liftoff. The launch. Before that, you didn't, you didn't really count down for anything. For the start of something, they didn't count down from 10 or so on. It's, what about races and things of that nature? They didn't, you, you fire a gun. You didn't, you don't, you know, you're, or you say on your mark, get set, go. Yeah. You yeah. know, you don't count three. Down. One, and two, two, three. And one. <laughs> Greatest countdown and up of all time. Three. One, and two, two. Three. That's a Forrest Gump moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going the other way, Pierre. <laughs> so, uh, McCrossin notes that some TV announcers in the 60s started counting down to the new year, but it wasn't until 1979 when the crowd at Times Square in New York first joined in. So, I remember for years of being in New York, about Times Square, the ball drop, and it, there used to be, correct me if I'm wrong, and Nick, perhaps you can look at this, that the ball physically would... Come down. It would it would yeah. slide down this pole, and it would actually drop with a decent bit of velocity. Oh yeah, and light up. Now it's merely a. It just lights up. Yeah, they they took that ball. I thought, <laughs> and they it's it's somewhere in a museum or something like that. They had they had uh, moved on with that, but um, yeah. So I I hadn't really thought about that whole countdown thing and why. You know, when that started, and it's actually not that long ago. Preston, I know it's a noticer, not the connoisseur, but I saw somebody on TikTok made a New Year's Eve ball um, out of fruit. So okay. they, like, started with a big foam ball <laughs> and then put fruit on skewers, kind of like an edible uh, arrangement. Mm-hmm. And then they just, like, lowered it throughout the night. And That's it kind of going cool. down. It's I just and then it, everybody ravenously attack it yes. when it came down, yeah. I just love how, I mean, you're, you're tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions... Counted down at like different times of the yeah, of the day because of the streaming. Yeah, you're right. And, and people well, are just different time zones. And just well <clears throat> th- that too. But then also you have children as well, right? So uh, Jake Matera, uh, old intern Jake, they did a countdown for his son at like seven thirty at <laughs> night, and so they don't know any better, you know. Um, and we did that. We were at a bowling alley, and they did a countdown. And it was at like six twelve and like thirty. You know, you're just counting down, and you know, kids yeah. just like to do that liars. And, and make noise. You're lying. Yeah, because when we did the we did the end game thing, we had uh, TV on in the kitchen and, and TV on in the living room. The living room had end game on in the kitchen. We were we we popped on the Rock and Eve at like five minutes till or whatever. And uh, so we we're counting down three, two, one, happy new year. I go, oh, did he snap his fingers? They're like, yeah, that was like two minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. I'm like. The streaming, the delay, yeah. and the sig- that's what that's happens. Funny. It's not going to hit right at the exact time. So. so it makes me wonder all of those years of, you know, me all through grade school, high school, college, when I was counting down with whatever room I was in, I never thought to, like, look at the actual clock or, you know what I mean? Like, I just... You just go by what you're seeing on TV. Yeah. yeah that, that, that's how I do it. Yep. Somebody texted and said it was Thanos, Thanos snapping, <laughs> not Tony. No. It was Tony <laughs> in Endgame. How they move. All right, anyway. anyway. Um, <laughs> I noticed, Excuse me. By you're the way, I, I'm noticing you're coughing a lot. Yeah. This is goddamn water. Yeah. My body's made of 75% water, right? Yes. I took a sip. It went down the wrong pipe. I know. Water should be easily assimilated <laughs> into my body. So, right? Why Why is it as if I have a marble in my throat? Dude, it happened to me Enough of this. over the break. Water! I think I coughed for about a half hour straight. Freaking water! Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> Who invented war? It's worse when it's actual saliva. You ever uh-huh. do that? Oh, like, you won't yeah. spit. You it was already even, there. You haven't even added something to your body. Sorry. All right. Sorry about this. I yeah. noticed something else. Okay. Let me let me notice this thing. All right. I notice. I want to stop coughing. The Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture added uh, the calorie pear or pyrus calorania 
commonly called the Bradford Pear Tree, (laughs) to a list of noxious weeds, plants that cannot be legally sold or cultivated in the state. Wow. So it it, it adds the list that is populated by the durian and other... Well, no, no. It's it's inv- it's considered invasive. So, oh. so this is the these these are the semen trees. What? Oh, yeah, I did not know that. Yeah. So the popular non-native flowering fruit tree naturalizes, spreading from planted landscapes, crowding out other plants, and disrupting native ecosystems. So the the semen tree is considered an invasive species. Check that, Nick. Double check mm-hmm. and make sure the Bradford pear is the one we're we're talking about. If you um, don't know, this is a a. A, a plant, a tree, I guess, it's that tree, yeah. every year emits a smell that many have said, and I agree, smells like semen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's them. That's okay. So this is it. So the, the uh, uh, it apparently it it, it uh, crowds out other plants, disrupts native ecosystems. Huh. The ban on sale and cultivation will take effect on February 9th, with enforcement phased in over two years. I'm surprised because like um, landscapers will sell a lot of these. They'll, they'll oh, use yeah. them in you know in, in uh, office parks and, and people's backyards and whatever. So uh, this is you know a moneymaker for a lot of those places. I'm really surprised they came down on a, with a ban. Well, it's it's a beautiful tree. Yeah, and, and when it does create that scent it's got these beautiful white blooms it's just yeah, gorgeous. it looks gorgeous I have, I have three of them in my backyard i, I have be... a weeping vagina in my backyard <laughs> oh my goodness and it's well you know what it smells like but yeah. it's, it's just it's beautiful so, okay um the uh now you got me thinking of pussy willows uh the i wouldn't necessarily categorize this scent as noxious though i mean it is. If it is you, different. If you are around a bunch of them, mm-hmm. like I, I have been in proximity to several of them, and it's like overpowering. Now, not noxious to the scent of I, I can't breathe. Yeah, right. But definitely, like, wow, this is overpowering. So, mm. you know, but but it's apparently it. it, it I guess it it um, it's taking up too much space. It's it's invading the area, and it's not native in the area. So. According to the Agricultural Secretary, uh, the calorie pear is uh, another non-native plant that was brought to the country for its beauty and rapid growth without regard to its long-term potential harm to our environment and food supply. I didn't realize it was that sort of situation. Nick, as you rightfully point out, it it, it ends up being used in... Garden plants. Oh yeah, you know and, they're sold a lot. And uh, yeah, uh, another one that uh, I've heard people complain about because of the smell is the the ginkgo tree, and they're really pretty as well. Especially in the fall, they turn like a bright yellow. But people sometimes refer to them as the stinko tree, huh. and and I believe like it's only the male of the species that that stinks or whatever. But yeah, um, we have a butthole bush by our front door, <laughs> <laughs> and it, the flowers are wonderful. But right, it, yeah. it does. What does it smell it like? Smells like a butthole. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it year round or only in the spring? No, it's like it's like for one week. Oh, you wow. know, it, 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 you can deal with that. <laughs> is your butthole open? Don't come over. It's butthole week. Is your butthole sprouting? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> the butthole's open. What's your and, and the scent? You've got is, to come oh, by. To come it's only happens one week out of the year oh. when the butthole. We'll sit open. between that and the semen plant. Uh, <laughs> what what in the in the gar- in the garden? Do you, what smell do you like? What what? Um, I mean, roses are fantastic. Yeah, they re- it really is a beautiful scent. I love the um, highest scent. Actually, mm-hmm. that's uh, that. It just reminds me of Easter. I love that smell. What is it? Hyacinth. I don't know. I'm not familiar. Uh, it's like I mean, a butthole it's, bush. It's like 
but it's smaller. It's it's smaller. It also reminds you of Easter time. Like it looks yeah. like uh, spring, you know, in yeah. in uh, our area. It's just got a really pleasant uh, smell. Okay, I'm looking at a picture of it. Yeah, I know that. Yes, very very pretty. Beautiful. Very I like pungent. A, I like a jasmine. Mm. <laughs> Does it blow through the jasmine in your mind? Yeah. Yeah. By the way, for Christmas, I got my wife a starter bee kit. Oh, yeah? Like a beehive. Where's okay. it going to go? Yeah. Uh, well, we, we have a whole bunch of flowers now that are, are drawing in honeybees. Oh. And uh, so, but there's a process where you can't just set it out there and the bees, yeah. oh, there's a guy, some guy put an apartment in for us. <laughs> uh, you actually have to get a, a queen bee. Right. And then, you know, set it up. And it's once it's up and running, it's kind of self-maintaining. Yeah. How do you go about getting queen bees? You have to buy well, them, I So the, the cake comes with everything, like a 10-level, like a you know, hive. Uh, she's tearing through the book. She's completely fast. It comes with a copy of Beekeeping for Dummies. But um, the the um, that you actually have to order them, and and I guess locally they'll bring order yeah. queen bees. Yeah, okay. And, because when I had them in my and January is the time that you've got to set this in place. Okay. Ah. When yeah. I had it in my in my uh, my neighbor's bush, there was a queen that I guess split from another hive, and so they all that these ten thousand bees and a queen all left, and then they parked themselves in a bush. Were they starting a new hive? They were, they were starting a new hive, so okay. they parked themselves in a bush, and then they sent these scouts out. So they just kind of <laughs> they hung in the bush. That's cool. While these scouts went out, looking and, for a new and it's fascinating. For a new case, place, yeah. But you're right; they moved the queen, and and and, and they'll all go. Yep. But uh, but again, all those flowers that you would imagine that are oh you know odiferous, as they say, uh, have a. Um, Draw in all these these bees. Oh man, in this tree in particular, yeah. there there are plenty of bees that that fly around it. When, oh yeah, when it's uh, when it's blooming in our yard. Uh, so enforcement on the ban of the Bradford pear tree will begin uh, will be phased out in over two years to allow time for nurseries and landscaping businesses to eliminate it from oh. their stock. All right, replace the trees with alternatives and uh, pose that pose a less of a threat to the environment and agriculture. So they're going to give them some time. That yeah. blows my mind. To be able to sell all that stuff. So you yeah. can still, but listen, if you have an interest in getting one of these trees, yeah. you better do it now. You better do it very soon this spring because uh, you'll have next year and then that's it. Uh, but they are, they're going to put an end to them. They're basically giving your garden a vasectomy. Uh, by the way, the uh, the tree was brought to the U.S. in the early 1900s by researchers looking for a fire blight resistant species. Man, looking for a tree that smells like semen. That could be bred with European pear <laughs> to increase fruit production. Uh, it is so, 1905. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we will, uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. That is a mind blower. You think over all these years with it being so prevalent that they would have come to this conclusion, no yeah. pun intended, earlier. I have an apple tree in the corner of my yard. Way to brag. Okay, I'm not bragging, <laughs> but, you know. Uh, here's the deal. We've been in this house for eight years. Yeah. I've never seen apples on this tree until they this lied to you. year. Oh, has it been uh, pollinated improperly? Like, and I don't know. Honestly, sometimes it has to do with bees in the area. Okay. If you don't get enough bees in, um, sometimes you need a male tree next to a female tree in order That's to... true. And, and so uh, yeah. there, there's all sorts of processes by... Uh, if you have a, a, a fruit tree, in order to get fruit out of said tree, you have to follow several steps in order okay, to Okay, well, that it had to have been pollination because yeah. uh, I didn't put any trees next to it, and we 
never had apples before, and then all of a sudden we had apples. Once yeah. a pretty girl was near. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea that there was pollination between male and female. Yeah, you know what's that it, took place. It, it, this is dorky, but um, you can actually splice a, a male branch into the same tree as a female branch. So you can take an uh, an old apple tree. Hi, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> branch from a male apple tree, splice it into a female apple tree, and if it uh, pollinates properly, you can get they, they basically become a sexual tree that has sex with itself. Oh yeah! <laughs> wow! Yeah. yeah, I'll tell okay. you this: it is it is fascinating to learn about this. And then and then randomly, Preston, this year we ended up with pumpkins growing in our garden. Yeah. Like, right? We didn't even try, you know. But that's the crazy world of nature. Wow. Okay. Uh, I noticed something else. Um, apparently, yesterday was Dating Sunday. Dating Sunday meaning what? Uh, so the first Sunday in January that's known as the year's busiest online dating day. Huh. What, why Why is that? Okay, Cupid, for instance, typically has a 70% increase in user activity on Dating Sunday, and Tinder estimates that 10% of all January swipes occur mm. on that date. Huh. Uh, the timing makes sense. As the new year is seen as a time for resolutions and fresh starts, and finding a new romance is often one of them for singles. So if you're single and it's been a while, it coincides with finally the... go. That's it. I'm 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 giving it a shot. All right. So the same with the same resolution that people approach dieting. Okay, yeah. I'm going to start the new year and I'm going to finally get active. Yeah. I remember being that way yeah. when I was single of saying I'm I'm going to I'm doing it. I'm falling in love this year, you know, <laughs> or something like that. You know, one of the times I did it, I ended up. Meeting my wife, and, yep. and yeah, and, and, and you made a, you kind of made a conscious decision. Yes, or, so okay. I, I I I did, and I've described it before, kind of like what I call the the Pepsi challenge, where I was I was dating a number of people. Everyone knew I wasn't like you know uh, doing going behind people's backs. I was I was dating. I wasn't you know yeah. uh, just in general, and and because you would not remember what you liked about people or didn't like or what you know what attributes you liked and so on and so forth. And my wife, Claire, was, you know, once I started dating her, I said, yep, I like this is what I right, like. Right. And, and, but when you lack comparison, sometimes it's hard to, you know, to make that judgment. Absolutely. And so it did help. You know, right. I tried to be, and, and I was as honest about it when I was doing it, but, uh, you know, Claire shut it down for the rest. Um, this also comes uh, between the holiday season when uh, people... May have been focused more on family and Valentine's Day. Family. Uh, the most couple-centric day of all. So apparently it was dating Sunday. I don't, yeah, I, it's just for online dating. It didn't mean that people, a lot of people went out on yeah, dates. Bang their brains out. Yeah, so I, I was not familiar with that. Uh, so maybe... We've been out of that dating world, you know. I don't even remember the dating world. No, I don't. Or, or what... The I remember laying my coat across was. a mud puddle, Preston, and <laughs> that's how long ago it was. <laughs> that was my my pea coat. Yeah, I think I've been more astute to like noticing other guys on the street. I'm, I'm happily dating somebody, but I, I feel like every year at this time, I'm like, I want to set up my friends. So I just want to like oh, stop okay. somebody on the street and be like, you're cute. Are you single? I right. feel like you're you're my friend's type. So right. I start noticing people for my friends. I can see that being part of the new year, too. I'm going to help, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to help mm-hmm. Stephanie out or whoever it may be and, and uh, that? make was, something happen. There was a woman who made, I guess she's sort of a, a Philadelphia legend of sorts, 
the, like the Yenta, the dating Yenta or something like that? Where oh, she, I don't know. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and her she, son, too. Her yeah. and her son. Are you talking about Hart? Uh, um, uh, no, 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 no. Steve. Mrs. Hart. No, Steve. Uh, Carter Ward. Hart. It was Carter Hart. No, no. Steve, no, no. Steve Ward. Ward. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because they had a TV was, show. Right. Yes. His mom was like a... Yeah, we used oh. to have Steve on the show. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. You remember that guy? Oh, yeah. I remember yeah. him. That was a service, and yeah. she would do, the, the mom was legendary for hooking people up. Okay. And he's the CEO uh, master of match, uh, CEO of Master Matchmakers. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it. Yeah, same. Yeah, same. <laughs> 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 All right, do I have time to notice one more a thing? A tiny we, little one. A tiny little one. All right. Uh, uh, I got a little one. Uh, the most popular apps over the past calendar year. How about that? <sighs> yeah, let's do that. We'll go through this. And there's, I, 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 can I guess what the number one was? There's, there's two lists. There's a, there's a worldwide list and then one broken down in the United States. Sure, go ahead. TikTok. This is the most downloaded app. Okay. Yes, TikTok is number one. And essentially, the list is not surprising. Okay. The apps that people talk about the most are the ones that people downloaded the most. Yes, you would um, imagine. So, But you would think at some point it's, you know, all right, we've 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 hit. Right. We've hit the number. No. No. So TikTok is number one. Instagram is number two. Uh, this is worldwide. Facebook is number three because Facebook is a lot lower in the U.S. Jesus, I went through a Facebook nightmare because I was trying to register my Oculus yeah. uh, Quest, uh, the two. I the Oculus Go, you have so you could register that without a Facebook account. I have Facebook accounts. I'm never on them though. I gave up Facebook basically, and then interacting and trying to get this thing registered for the first time. It finally went through yesterday yeah. because Facebook is so glitchy in the process. Yeah. Uh, that was just my personal hell there. Number four is WhatsApp. Number five is Telegram. WhatsApp is still popular. Uh, yeah. Number six is Snapchat. I have a uh, high school group chat that's on WhatsApp, Steve, because one of the members of our high school lives in uh, Colombia, in South America. Right. And it just makes it super easy for her to chat with everyone. Yeah. Uh, number seven is Zoom. Number eight is Messenger. Number nine is CapCut, which I think is a video editing thing. Uh, and then Spotify is number 10. Mm-hmm. Huh. So that's worldwide. Nationally, though, uh, number or in, uh, in the United States... Uh, number one is TikTok. Number two is Instagram. Then you have number three is Snapchat. I'm so, surprised Snapchat still. I, I thought Snapchat was going to go the way of the dodo because <clears throat> you remember Kylie spoke ill of us. Well, yeah, and, Snapchat and, and and Instagram took a lot of what made Snapchat popular and just stole it and put it on their own app. And then, but somehow Snapchat has survived. So, so is it Instagram also co-opting the TikTok model now with their, are, with, with their, their with reels with their reels? With their reels. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Snapchat, um, my son, my daughters, they all use it to, that's like where all their group chats are. Okay. So, you know, we have group chats that we use on uh, on our text, um, and they do group chat on Snapchat. Yeah, it's more for communication than mm-hmm. a social media, like posting, hey, here's where I'm at. Uh, then you have number four is Cash App, number five is Zoom, six is Messenger, seven is Facebook, uh, number eight is WhatsApp, nine is YouTube. And uh, which wasn't even on the national list, right? Or the the I'm sorry, worldwide list, the international list. And then number ten is HBO Max. And there are a, cu- a couple coming after YouTube. We'd mentioned uh, Rumble and a few other video services. YouTube is still out performing all those. I wanted to ask during the the time off and leading up to Christmas, I was noticing in some stores I was going to get, you know, cards, gift cards for my wife. A couple of them had a notification up that they were no longer taking Venmo payments. Did you did, no. do you know what that was predicated on? Does anyone know? Well, Venmo is now um, 
like going after businesses that accept Venmo payments for services. So like if you tip your hairdresser, yeah. they want to start taxing those yeah. tips. So and as a hairdresser as as any uh, service industry, you are supposed to acknowledge that this is a service right. that, that I'm getting paid for instead of just like handing somebody Well, that cash. would have been two of the places. There were one was a nail yes. place and one was her her salon. Yep. Yep. Um, all right, Steve, did you notice that on this list, Twitter's not on there at all? Yeah, mm-hmm. that blows my mind. You know what's yeah. also oh. not on there, Casey? The WMMR app. I'm so surprised. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> <up crazy? laughs> Our weather app is 100% accurate. Yeah. Interesting. Well, three, three I'm actually... Are, I'm sorry. Three of these are owned by Facebook, though. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. WhatsApp, Facebook, and, Messenger, and Instagram are all under the same corporate umbrella. Mm. But I'm also... I'm glad that Twitter's not on there because it's such a cesspool. Um, They're that, all you know, cesspools. For Christ's sake, Casey, it, 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 it's... Stepping away from social media, you know, is is uh, yeah. I know, I, and you you post like very fun, benevolent, nice things. The amount of vitriol and and, and just really loathsome behavior is just unbelievable. Yeah, I don't see it as much on on Instagram, but that's just because I guess maybe my algorithm is a more positive, fun algorithm, and so I get a lot of like. Puppies and and animals. Yeah. Garage and, lights. And, that's and, good. Garage oh my lights. God. Garage lights, Preston. Well, that's a, another yeah. conversation for another time. But I got to show you a picture of this garage light that I got. Casey's all excited about his new yeah, garage Instagram. Light. Dude, it's pretty amazing. But I I, I I will still contend that my side house light at ten thousand lumens beats that. I know, but how much was it? It was a little bit more than the Instagram light. You guys want to have a but, light light off? Light I think off. so. You got to remember, my wife's car was stolen, <laughs> so right, I, yeah. I let that block up like a solar flare. That's right. So I the just... neighbors love it. <laughs> I, yeah, I actually checked with them before. Right, good. And since they parked their cars on the same block, they said, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. I saw HBO Max up there. Um, I had a realization just last week about HBO Max. It's called HBO Max because it's HBO and Cinemax. Oh, and Cinemax. I yeah. didn't know that. I, it, okay. I'm so glad that somebody else realized that, too. Nice. I never no, thought about it. I just it. thought it was HBO to the max. Yes. Yeah. HBO Plus. Interesting. All right. Well, listen, we got to take a break because we have a guest coming up. It's all I noticed. All right. What do, you, what do you want from me? Want more? We'll do it again another time. All right. <laughs> Leave Brittany alone. That's what the noticer does. Notice and then a cut and run. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we will have Ryan Airy, who is from Screen Crush News. Great stuff to talk about. Plenty of things to talk about with him. Be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Our next guest has got his finger on the pulse of all things cool in our world, that is. Yeah, right might, in our wheelhouse. You might call it geeky or nerdy or something along those lines, but we love this stuff. And we've had him on before. He's great. He's the host of Screen Crush News. Ryan Airy is with us. This morning. Hey, Ryan. How Thanks. you doing? Thanks, everybody. I'm doing great. How are you doing today? We're doing awesome, traffic. dude. It is a it is a wonderful time to be alive with all the awesomeness uh, as far as entertainment value that is uh, available right now, sometimes at our very fingertips to check out at home. And you guys, this must keep you busy all the time with Screen Crush. December was a blur. Yeah. We had especially going down the street. It's funny, all of 2020, you know, we had nothing to cover. Um, so we were kind of grasping at straws. Then in, this year, it's just been incredible, starting off with WandaVision, Loki, all these Marvel shows. And then in December, I, it's a murderer's row. Of, it's, it's like if you'd have told eight-year-old me, hey, you're going to have a month where all of this happens, I wouldn't have believed you. Like we had, what was it? Hawkeye, great Disney Plus show, Marvel Disney Plus show. We had Spider-Man No Way Home, which 
I'm still not sure if we're talking spoilers on that movie yet because everything was so hush hush leading up to it. That right. movie was incredible. Then a Star Wars show, Book of Boba Fett, plus a new Matrix movie, plus West Side Story, which isn't really the kind of thing we cover, but it was my favorite movie released in 2021. Oh. Just it's it's a blur. Well, it's so what a month. There's a whole bunch to to uh, unpack, as they say there. And, and you're right. There there was a glut. There was um, there have been, I think. Um, Tectonic shifts, uh, which I often say in the way the uh, entertainment industry is parsing things out, I don't think there's any any sort of structure that's in place. There still s- seems to be a lot of winging it. Uh, you know, you look at, this, at the Spider-Man movie, which did old-style blockbuster box office. And do you think that this has convinced Hollywood to say, okay, regardless of what the the the, uh, the variant of the uh, the day is, people will still go out to a theater because it's theaters only for the Spider-Man movie <laughs> and still go to the theaters and see it. Do you think this has changed again the way they're going to approach movies that they're sure are going to do big box office? Well, like you said, everybody's – all the studios seem to have just picked different strategies. So – which I'm going to say there's three different strategies. One is like Sony did, theaters only. They did it with Venom. They did it, they did it with Ghostbusters, theaters only. And what, what drove people to Spider-Man is the same thing that, say, drove people to uh, – what movies do I want to pick on? The same thing that drove people to, say, Captain Marvel more than it did more than they did Shang-Chi. And Shang-Chi actually did great box office just because of the pandemic. People didn't feel like it was something they had to see now. Um, and that is Marvel has this knack for like making you feel like you have to see the next thing, right? What's the next piece of the puzzle? I, I don't want to miss out on the story. So with something like Captain Marvel, she was teased at the end of Infinity War. So we thought, oh, okay, well, she's going to help with the snap and Thanos. So I have to go see this movie. It made a billion dollars. Whereas a movie like Shang-Chi that's introducing another movie, introducing a new character, didn't play that up as much, that tie-in. So that's that's one strategy is if you just release things in the theater – it can work, but people really need to feel like they have to see it to get out in the pandemic. You know, like Spider-Man was definitely a must-see. People love this character. All these rumors that it's going to involve all the other Spider-Man characters and Dr. Octopus is in it. Everybody wanted to go see that movie no matter what. They were going to wear their N95s and go see it. HBO Max and Warner Brothers are a whole other thing because when the pandemic started – well, not when it started, but when they started releasing content on HBO Max, they made this – what I think was a rash decision, and they said, oh, no, we're going to put everything – on our streaming service at the same time as in the theaters, which made a lot of filmmakers angry, including Christopher Nolan. But what what you saw happen there was they really bolstered up their new streaming service, HBO Max. So we don't see the numbers on that end. We just look at the box office receipts and go, oh, well, Matrix flopped or the Suicide Squad flopped. When really, bottom line-wise, they are trying to compete with Disney Plus with an excer- with a service that costs way more. So I, I think that the answer to your question is, yeah, but, but, you yeah. know, like people will go out to the theater, they'll go see the Batman, but they may not go see Morbius, the living vampire. Right. <laughs> you yeah, know, that, that's a, that's a salient point. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, I, I wanted to ask you about Spider-Man uh, specifically, and, and we, I think we can be careful about spoilers or whatever, but it's been out for a few weeks now. I, I've seen it twice in the theater. Uh, I took my son to go see it uh, during our, our Christmas break and uh, the theater was sold out. I had to sit in the front row because uh, that's how packed it was. And it continues. Wow. To be, uh, yeah, it continues to be as popular as it is. Um, anytime I watch anything Marvel related or Star Wars related, I always follow that up by 
by watching your videos on ScreenCast. I think they're so well done. It really helps me to understand that universe uh, well. So you guys and your crew put together these awesome um, summations of what has just happened in the movie and what, what might happen next. And you pointed out in one of your um, Spider-Man videos about how these three Marvel Spider-Man movies are the origin story that we didn't have to get the backstory mm-hmm. on him getting bitten by the spider again or what happened with Uncle Ben or any of that kind of stuff. And I think that that's reset this universe so well. And I think that's part of the reason why so many people have responded as positively to Tom Holland as they have. Oh, definitely. Uh, and that actually, that observation was first made by our editor in chief, Matt Singer, who uh, a couple of years ago foresaw this and said these that Spider-Man's origin was happening right now. And it, if you go back and you look at that original Spider-Man movie, the Tobey Maguire movie, which I, I just loved, like that was one of those movies that completely pulled me in and turned me into a child again, even though I was in my early 20s. When you look at that movie, they skip over what these Tom Holland movies have covered. You see the Uncle Ben, you see you know him, great power, great responsibility, and then all of a sudden he's got this nice-looking Spider-Man suit, and he's swinging around the city, and he's graduated high school, whereas these movies gave us that high school experience and that really rough, growing pain stuff. I mean, Peter Parker's a character who is defined by his failures. Like, he learns from them. He doesn't give up, but he is a character who failed to save Uncle Ben. He failed to save numerous girlfriends and loved ones in the comics. He's constantly... <laughs> You know, he goes to wash his clothes at the laundromat and his spidey suit stains all of his clothes. So he has to buy new clothes when he can't even afford rent. But just like all the rest of us, he can't just give up. He keeps going, which is what makes him so relatable. So when you look at, you know, No Way Home and the impact it's having, I think it's because it's a cross-generational movie. Everybody's got their character they can relate to in it. And everyone has something they can bring from it, you know? Like you know, something they can take away. What I think is... No, sorry, and it, Go ahead. Yeah, sorry, and just to the origin story, that's what I was bringing it back around to. So for the, for us to see him completely through the eyes of a teenager is yet another thing we can all relate to. We've all been teenagers, and we all know that it sucks to be a teenager. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we got to see that play out over three movies instead of just rushing to the good stuff where he's in his 20s and in college. And right. Well, Spider-Man sorry. has always been, I, I think Spider-Man still continues to be the most popular Marvel character, um, at, at least by my, my last uh, you know understanding of the, of the, uh, of the popularity. But uh, you, you bring up a point. It's, it's kind of interesting with this one, which I have yet to see, but I... I, fo- I, I follow you guys as well, and I know spoilers and everything, so that's okay. It doesn't matter. I'm still going to love it. Um, th- there is sort of a, a, an ability now to correct past mistakes, and um, fans, the super fans, are are being served by a lot of this. And I bring to, to uh, uh, point uh, the Book of Boba Fett. First episode, they take, uh, not to give too much away, um, they make... Uh, aspects of Return of the Jedi so much cooler immediately, yeah. Uh, and and um, John Favreau wrote the episode, and 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 it's it's great, and it's following in that uh, Mandalorian Old West sort of uh, presentation. And um, how do you feel about the ability, their ability, so far to effectively go back and retinker with things and do it right, do it right as they did with Spider Man and with the Boba Fett series. Well, Boba Fett, you know, not only corrected Return of the Jedi, but in some ways it goes back and corrects the prequels, which turned it, you know, Boba Fett's a clone. It added this, like, complicated backstory. Right. And that first episode really got him back to basics. And I, I don't think it's a spoiler. I mean, if you've seen The Mandalorian Season 2, which has been out for a year, you yeah. know that Boba Fett gets out of the Sarlacc pit. 
And it's if you know the backstory, it's even weirder because when they designed Boba Fett, I'm not going to get into the whole thing, but they were like, oh, he's a cool looking character. They had no idea he would take off the way he did in Empire Strikes Back. So in Return of the Jedi, they didn't, you know, they talked about making him the main villain and they ended up going, look, this is, this is, there's too much going on. We yeah. wrap this thing up. So they threw him into the Sarlacc pit. And then we got to see in the first episode how he gets out. Um, so that's it's it's an interesting way to look at it that you can say it as a correction or like as a, a, a something on the fans' wish list. But for me, it's more it's fulfilling our imaginations. Right. You know, when I was a kid, I had my Boba Fett action figure, and I would take a sheet, <laughs> and Boba Fett would be inside the Sarlacc, and he'd have to find his way out with all the creatures in there. And then a comic book writers have done this. In the comics, Boba Fett forms a psychic link with the other people the Sarlacc has eaten and convinces them to, like, let him out after detonating his jetpack. Like, it can get as weird as you want. Yeah. But the reason I bring that up is because it's all part – that's what makes Star Wars Star Wars is that it taps into our collective imagination by drawing from all those sources that you mentioned. You know, dogfights in World War II, samurai films, Western, sci-fi. In fact, the first episode of Boba Fett drew – a little bit from the Ten Commandments. You know, the title is Stranger in a Strange Land, which is from the Book of Exodus. It's also the title of a sci-fi novel that was inspired by the Book of Exodus. And you can look at Boba Fett as somebody who, like Moses, was, you know, part of this royalty of Jabba's court and then was cast out into the desert right. while Moses left. But it's the same sort of thing. And then basically through, in that first episode, incredible visual storytelling where almost nobody talks, you know, has to crawl his way back up to where he was. Um it's just I love the episode for the reason you mentioned and also because it makes me decide what's going to happen next. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Uh, so so with that, with the um, with what's happening with the Star Wars universe, um, you know, the streaming uh, series and with Marvel, Hawkeye, I loved I, I, I thought it was phenomenal. Both Preston and I agree that. Um, you know, next to or maybe a, a touch below WandaVision, my 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 really favorite of the of the series, is the risk of a glut. In as much as, is it possible to get too much <laughs> too soon? Do you know what I'm saying? Because the way yeah. you talked about it, hooking audience in by saying in the next episode in uh, of this movie in eight months or a year. And you build up that sense of, um, oh, I'm so excited and so eager for this and I can't wait. Now you're getting them one right after another. Do we want a, a, a risk of becoming blasé about it? Well, of course. Yeah. And people like Steven Spielberg, I think a few years ago, said superhero movies are like Westerns. They'll go out of style at some point. But Westerns were the dominant genre for 40 years yeah. in cinema, 30, 40 years. Mm. And I don't think, you know, superhero films have hit that apex yet. Um, but the reasons you can look at certain movies or genres and go, all oh, those are popular, isn't because, like, people watch a Western and go, I like Westerns. It's because something about the Western in the 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s resonated with people. You know, you can look at Westerns, the earlier Westerns, uh, you know, the early John Wayne stagecoach, things like that, Roy Rogers, and it's very much a white hat kind of thing. And then starting with High Noon. And then going into the Man With No Name trilogy, Westerns became more about anti-heroes because right. there was this counterculture movement, not trusting authority figures. Now, superhero movies are doing a very interesting thing. You know, they've been around since 1978, you know, with Superman and Batman, and they were very much reflections of their time. Superman 78 was an escapist film, a lot like Star Wars was. Batman 89 was more of a darker 80s action movie. 
And then, you know, later in the 90s, it became more of a kid movie, and that got those movies got rejected. And then in the mid-2000s, you had reboots like Casino Royale that were darker. And so Batman became a darker kind of prequel reboot, even though it came out a year before Casino Royale, but it was part of the trend at the time. What all of these different superhero companies are doing right is they're basing their movies on the needs or their shows on the needs of the characters. So there's a big difference between a movie like Spider-Man Homecoming and Logan, which both came out in 2017. You know, Logan is this, you know, it's Oscar nominated film for best screenplay. It's, it's dark. It's a Western. It's apocalyptic. It's about the end of a species. I mean, it's a really dark movie, even separated from the violence. The Eternals is a movie about faith and gods and, um, you know, questioning your creators and your beliefs, very different from Spider-Man No Way Home. So they're they're tapping into different genres while giving people something that feels familiar, which again goes back to why people like Star Wars so much. And that resonated with them. even Hawkeye. It's a basic, it's a crime show based on like The Professional and, and other movies like that. So I think that as long as it's good and as long as the studios are creative and they get good people behind them, and they're turning out new things that can appeal to a wide variety of people, I think we'll be okay. That's what I, I, um, I say that often. Is if, if it's good, I'll like it. And that's yeah. and a lot of times, like the way, it's funny, but you saw the way that over history, George Lucas, who created this universe, was then summarily reviled by a lot of his fan base, you know, for, for perceived mistakes and so on and so forth. But he got us to the dance. You know, a lot of times... Mm-hmm. A, I, I I forget who said the joke, but, you know, like sex is like pizza. Even when it's bad, it's still pretty good. And I, I look at this stuff that way. We, you know, from a time where I can remember literally saying, there's no way they'll ever be able to do Spider-Man. How are they going to do that? And now there's nothing they can't do, you know? So it's it's just an embarrassment of riches. And so I'm along for the ride. Give it your best shot. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I, there's nothing they can't do but give me a good Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, that's the one. Thing. <laughs> yes, I'll but give just, you that. Yeah. I'll give you that. Seems to elude Hollywood for some reason, <laughs> but my boy John Watts is doing the next one. The guy who directed the, the new Spider-Man trilogy, so I'm optimistic about that. So Ryan, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I have a request for for Screen Crush at some point because where I get um, a little confused is just in the timelines of all of it. It's hard to keep track of Mm. where certain characters are and when they are and when Endgame ended. And and the Spider-Man movie, this is not a spoiler, but the latest Spider-Man movie picked up where the last one left off, like immediately. And so uh, I get, uh, when does Hawkeye take place? And, And what about Falcon and Winter Soldier? So, like, to me... Knowing where these, and I love the Marvel Universe. I, I'm just, I'm in love with it just like the rest of the, the guys in the room are. Um, but I do have trouble keeping track of all of those timelines in my head. We actually, I did you a favor. We put a video out about a year ago where I tried to make sense of it. I don't know if I did that good of a job, but I gave it a shot. The, pro- the problem is, so originally they were like, look, the movies just take place in the year they were created. Yeah. Right? So Iron Man came out in 2008. Well, then Iron Man 2 begins with a little card that says six months later. So, okay, so Iron Man 2 doesn't take place in 2010. It takes place in either late 2008 or early 2009, and that's where it started. And then, oh, there's all these other things where in one movie, the vision says eight years ago this, and then in Spider-Man Homecoming, it says five years later. It's, It's a hot mess. But in the comics, it's weird, too, because in comic books, you know, Spider-Man is still in his 20s, and that comic has been running for 60 years. So they always kind of will a certain suspension of disbelief on where things take place. You know, the last shot of Spider-Man Homecoming, it's not really a spoiler, is him web-slinging through Rockefeller Center, um, which is in Hawkeye, which is in the final episode of Hawkeye. 
And I believe, I could be wrong about this because that ending of Spider-Man might take place a couple years in the future. I believe that's the exact same time. So Hawkeye is picking up, you know, with Clint after the snap and all that, which by the way, remember, is in 20, now we're in 2023 in the Marvel Universe because the snap happened in 2018, the year the movie was released. And then in the end game, it says five years later. Huh. So I believe that Hawkeye and No Way Home and Far From Home all take place in 2023, along with WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier. I have, I have no problem. Like, for, for example, when the uh, I loved the original Netflix run on the on the Marvel series, the uh, Daredevil, yeah. obviously. Jessica Jones, all of those. Daredevil was a smaller story with Kingpin. Um that was taking place against the backdrop of post Avengers Manhattan, and mm-hmm. uh, and and it, it works. That's why uh, Hawkeye was so great. The the micro and the macro. Uh, you know, after a while, I think we all, as fans, we talk about this all the time. I'm tired of seeing cities lift off the ground, and I'm like, give give me a Hawkeye yeah. story mm-hmm. with a yeah. little bit of razzle dazzle. I'll take that. I don't. It's been done to death so much that. When they frame it that way, I'm as a fan, I'm like, yeah, this is great. Yeah, in our Hawkeye coverage, I brought this up at the exact same point a few times, that Hawkeye is the most important Avenger. There was a tweet. Bill Murray tweeted this a few years ago. At least I read uh, it was Bill Murray. He said in the Olympics, when they do the swimming, they should always just have one normal guy. (laughs) So we can recognize how... How much, and that's what Hawkeye is in yeah. the Avengers. He's the guy in Age of Ultron when the city is flying who says the city is flying and I have a bow and arrow. This doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in the show Hawkeye, there's a part where he's doing a zip line. He lands in the Rockefeller tree and you feel it because you know that guy will break. Like yeah. he's, he's lost his hearing. He's got all these scars and he's that person who is the metric for how super the superheroes are. And I agree with you completely. Like there's a reason why he's my favorite Avenger. And that is that he is the vulnerable person, and we need those grounded little stories that show the side effects of all these massive events. Yes. Ryan, you mentioned uh, December being uh, such a blur, but we're already off to an amazing start as far as uh, awesome uh, shows. Uh, You had Cobra Kai already uh, has Mm -hmm. uh, debuted. You had the Harry Potter uh, special, which came out as well. Uh, right at the beginning of the year. Um, and they're already starting to tease things like Umbrella Academy. There's some really good stuff still coming up, right? Oh, my. Yeah, this year is, as far as, like, the total of the whole year, is going to be even more incredible. Even just this month, we have Peacemaker, which is a spinoff of the Suicide Squad, which was my favorite superhero movie of 2021. I thought it was a masterpiece. Um, and then you have Book of Boba Fett happening uh, the new Game of Thrones show is coming out, and I just finished the book that's based on. You guys aren't ready, and if you watch Game of Thrones, but it's it's intense. Everything that's going to happen there, awesome. I'm really excited for that. All the Star Wars shows, Marvel shows, and The Boys. I don't know if you watch The Boys. Yes. Oh my God, Jesus Christ! Boys. Yeah. Oh, so, and we we haven't seen a trailer, but I will tell you a couple things if you're a, boy, a fan of The Boys. Yes. One, <laughs> what you said earlier about people getting superhero fatigue. Shows like The Boys are the uh, they're the vaccine for that basically. yeah they kind of inoculate us against that by pointing out everything that's ridiculous and making it okay to like them because hey even if you don't like those superhero things there's this one which is about satire and politics and religion but um the boys has a, a terrific youtube channel that for some reason has less than a hundred thousand subscribers and it's it's Vought news network and every month mm. they put out just a different video and it's totally in universe and it kind of keeps you up with what's happening on the boys 
and they're not paying me to say this. I'm just a big fan of the channel, and I have no idea why it doesn't get more views than it does. It's, it's, it's pretty funny. It's a brilliant show, and if you uh, just uh, to anyone who's flirted with the notion, invest the time because it is. You're right. It, it took it took say the Watchmen, and it took a, a couple mm. of other things, and morphed it to that level. And I always say. I always describe it as this. What if? What if it turned? What it what turned out that Superman was a dick? Uh, by the way, don't sit down with your kids to watch that show. Yeah. No, 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 no. Before you go check out a couple You'll, episodes, but it's You'll good. figure that out yeah. in the first five minutes. Oh, right, yeah. right, right. It's good because there's no history. You don't need to know any of the characters. No, not it's at fresh, all. In fact, but it that's, is that world. That's yeah. what makes it. You know, you're right about taking something and turning it on its ear a little bit and making it making it resonate. It's like that's why the Batman. Mm-hmm. You can reinvent and redo over and over. The, the Bat- Batman is my favorite character of all time. He's you know again he is a guy who gets bruised up. That great Alex Ross you know painting of of him with the you know with his scars, scars. on his back. Yeah, yeah and the, the bruises and the beatings that that he takes and and the, you know, the Frank Miller stuff. The Batman uh, is uh, from what I'm seeing and I don't know what you've heard looks phenomenal. I, Matt Reeves is a great director and writer. Um, what have you heard? Have you seen anything? Pretty much that. I've heard a couple um, uh, casting rumors and hidden characters that I'm I'm not going to talk about because we don't do that. But um, if those are true, it's going to be even more interesting. Cinematography in it, just from the trailers, looks amazing. You know, the cast is loaded, and I, after the Planet of the Apes trilogy especially, like Matt Reeves can can do no wrong with me. Um, I'm really excited about that one. And... You know, and I'm, it's nice to see a movie that is free of franchising and yeah. world building that he can just go in and make this movie. And DC has kind of done a great job. Warner Brothers done a great job with their DC movies because they've said, look, we're, we're just acknowledging these movies exist in a multiverse. Joker is not connected to Ben Affleck Batman, no matter how many videos Screen Crush may make about it. <laughs> Same yeah. thing is, uh, you know, they, they just kind of give themselves this freedom. And it's also freedom of genre. Whereas in the MCU, everything is not only connected through events, which makes you go, oh, wait, why didn't the Avengers show up at this moment? You know, right. where was Thor when this happened? But it's also connected in tone. So every MCU movie, and I think this hurt movies like The Eternals, which had these headier themes, every MCU movie has a similar look and everybody's got a quip and everybody's kind of enjoying being a superhero, you know? And then we also had that horrible repetitive phase of things falling from the sky in the, in the mid-20-teens. You know, that was at the end of every movie. Whereas Warner Brothers can go... Okay, Todd Phillips, go make your Marty Scorsese Joker movie. You know, they they have that freedom to play with. And I think Matt Reeves, they've just given him their by far their biggest character and well, said, go to town. We we become, you know, friends with uh, Zack Snyder over the past couple of years and 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 uh you know, his his Batman would not have worked a Christopher Nolan Batman. You're right, in tone, you could not have a crazy Joker you know, you couldn't have um, Aquaman show up in Christopher Nolan's world of Batman, but no. uh, and and you can do that. That's what makes it fascinating. Would you say though, for years DC just hung their hat on Batman and didn't do the legwork that that uh, Marvel was doing to universe build? Yeah, I've been saying that for years. I think the best thing that ever happened to Marvel was not having the rights to Spider Man, the X Men, because it made them take characters like Iron Man, Captain America, and build them up. And I think that Warner Brothers, uh, as much as I really liked Ben Affleck's take on it and love the Nolan trilogy and this movie looks great, Warner Brothers is using Batman like ABC used Who Wants to Be a Millionaire in the late 90s, 2000s. And if you guys remember, but 
back then, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was this big breakout show, and it was right. only a limited number of episodes. And then they said, oh, we want more. And that kind of like they, their entire programming slate was Who Wants to Be a Millionaire at the expense of building up other programs. Right. And eventually, you know, people do get tired of Batman movies. You know, Batman and Robin didn't do very well. And even when Ben Affleck was introduced, I think a lot of people went, didn't we just have a Batman four right. years ago? Like it wasn't <laughs> enough time to pass. And there are so many other DC characters who even members of the Justice League who deserve their own movie. Martian Manhunter, um, you know, Flash is finally getting his, Green Lantern. There's all these people I want to see develop. Booster Gold. There's even obscure ones that are just terrific characters that they've ignored because Batman is easy money. And you can't blame them for going where the money is, but you really need to you really gotta lay that foundation if yeah. you wanna make Avengers money, you know. Right, right, exactly. Because you, you, you go back, you know, how many years and you say, Oh, there's gonna be an Avengers movie, you would have you would have gotten sort of a oh, okay, you know, and uh right. they, they built you into the fervor that they eventually got, and then uh, you know, the rest is history. Uh what's the next big feature coming out for uh Screen Crush? What do you guys have your eyes on? Well, Book of Boba Fett every Wednesday. We get our breakdowns out as early as we can, make follow-up videos. Um, I believe we're going to cover Peacemaker. Look, I'm very excited about that. Those will be a little slower coming because the first three episodes drop at the same time. And then I'll, I'm, I'm like the rest of you. I'm waiting to hear the announcements. I don't yeah. of what day things are coming out. I right. want my moon night. You know, I want to know when uh, this Batman prequel series is going to come out so I can uh, that takes place in year one of this Matt Reeves universe. Game of Thrones, like anything you can think of, geek. Oh, Lord of the Rings is coming out this year. Anything geek, fantasy, superhero-wise, we're going to be there covering. You're it. on it. Yep, you guys are on everything. Excellent, Ryan. You are a wealth of information, and we just scratched the surface. <laughs> we could spend a lot more time, but everyone would kill us. So uh, we'll do it another time, though, Ryan. Thanks for checking in this morning. We appreciate it. I appreciate being on. Thank you guys so much. Right. Ryan Airy, host yeah. of Screen Crush News. I love all that stuff, man. You, you know how we do this stuff, Preston, and you're, I'm thinking, are we too geeky with this right now? Because, But it, but think of what is fueling box office, Preston. Look at the box office on Spider-Man. Oh, I know. We're not the only ones seeing this stuff. And then you have guys like him who go way, way beyond <laughs> what I have any idea yeah, about. Yeah. I mean, I'm just a pedestrian, but I, I love all this. But stuff. they yeah, produce their actually. videos so well, and they yeah, make they them do. entertaining. And, and, oh, my and God. The Easter eggs yeah. and stuff? Yeah. It's incredible what they know. He's a really good host. He is really knowledgeable, and it, it's uh, cool to chat with him. Always watch the Easter egg after you've seen the yes. movie. Good yes. call. The yeah, Easter egg videos. They yep. do they do a great job, but you don't want to have any spoilers. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Got some B-File stories right around the corner from here, so stay put. Want to see something funny? Uh, or maybe really messed up? Well, watch The Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. It's a sight to behold. Or something like that. From 93.3 WMMR. And that's your traffic report on WMR. I totally <laughs> forgot. The, I totally spaced. No, it's all good. You got it. <laughs> By the way, I was thinking the whole, when you were saying that uh, Acela is one yeah. of those words that Bill can't pronounce. I don't know if you've ever oh. heard of Asila? Yeah. Yeah, the Asila. It, it you, must be a prostate problem. You check your prostate, and then you get on the Asila. And... <laughs> oh, I've had my share of words like that that I just never learned to pronounce yeah, properly. Yeah. Verses. Right. You corrected uh, me recently. What? I say verse instead of verses. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that, that's that's like a little kid thing. Yeah. Yes. Hey, do you want to verse me? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, it, it's a video game thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, mm, that's not Who are exactly reversing? how it works. Who, but, who, yeah. who are we versing Is Preston case? versing Casey? Mm-hmm. I had a whole conversation about because my entire life I've always just read VS. 
as a word. As verse? Yes. Oh, instead so, of like, verses. So, like, verses is never spelled out in my lifetime. It's always shortened to BS. BS. Interesting. Mm. See, you learn stuff. Once again, let's learn some weird stuff. B-File, here we go. Now, <laughs> WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. All right, here we go. We'll start with this messed up stories. A Malayan tiger named Echo was shot and killed yeah. at the Naples Zoo in Florida on Wednesday after attacking a man who attempted to feed and pet him after hours. So it's this idiot's fault that gets the, uh, the animal killed. That is correct. A man in his 20s who was a member of a third-party cleaning service at the zoo entered an unauthorized area near the tiger that was inside its enclosure. Preliminary information indicates that the man was either petting or feeding the animal, sticking his hand through the fencing, when the tiger grabbed his arm and pulled it into the enclosure. Yeah. The cleaning company is responsible for cleaning restrooms and the gift shop, not the animal enclosures. Deputies arrived at the zoo and... Well, I think it's implied if you're cleaning a gift shop that you should be able to get full access to the tiger cage. A deputy tried to get the tiger to release the man's arm by kicking the enclosure. When that didn't work, the deputy shot the tiger. <sighs> After being shot, the four-year-old tiger retreated to the back of the enclosure. Deputies flew a drone into the enclosure where he was unresponsive. A veterinarian sedated the animal, examined it when it was safe to do so, and the tiger had later died. Uh, the bitten man was seriously injured and transported to the hospital. I'm sure he's going to face some kind of a disciplinary issue or, or a get sued or something yeah. like that because the zoo it was his fault. make money off of the, the tiger and they and might have grounds. A show of solidarity, Preston. Harambe's widow attended the tiger's funeral. Oh, that's really oh. sweet. Yeah. yeah. Harambe. <laughs> D's out for Harambe. <laughs> A man was charged Monday after a string of alleged thefts, including a lawnmower, trail cameras, archery targets, and a concrete Sasquatch. I've got a plan. Lyle Frank (laughs) Sellers. I know this seems arbitrary, but trust me. Faces a felony theft charge and two misdemeanors. The thefts reportedly took place between August and November, and a criminal complaint states a caller reported a stolen lawnmower from a farm on August, September 7th. I'm sorry, on August 7th. On September 10th, the caller... Reported a 300 pound concrete Sasquatch statue was stolen. Also, someone reportedly stole and had stolen an outdoor archery targets, and sellers later identified on the scene in surveillance footage. The caller also said they received a text from a neighbor earlier in the day. Now all they need is 10,000 marbles. The text said, Do me a favor and put that target in your garage. Lyle shouldn't be coming around anymore, but he's crazy and he will steal that. <laughs> A police officer <laughs> recalled an email about recent thefts and saw what appeared to be the archery targets in Sellers' backyard. The officer knocked on Sellers' door, receiving no response, left to continue to confirm that the targets were stolen the property. A week later, an officer reported seeing a Sasquatch statue in Sellers' yard. Where'd you get that? And uh, the officer found that the sheriff's office was looking for the stolen Sasquatch statue. After one report well, this of, a, must be another one. of a trail camera theft on October 22nd, a man called about a separate trail cam theft on August 20, or October 27th. Uh, the caller told the sheriff's office he was following a truck driven by someone who had stolen the camera earlier in day, uh, the day. The deputy followed the truck to seller's residence and detained him, and he reportedly consented to a search of the truck. 
Officers obtained search warrants for his truck and residence, seized the trail camera, archery target, Sasquatch statue, and lawnmower. <laughs> Seller said he bought the Sasquatch on Etsy. Okay. <laughs> while a woman who identified herself as Dana Sellers told police that he'd bought one of the targets last year, too. So it's complicated, oh, boy, yeah. but they've got to work those issues out. Wait you bring all that stuff to the pawn shop. Man. Well, maybe you've always dreamed of running a pub, or maybe you have bigger dreams, an island all to your own, or being crowned a king or queen. Wow. A small British island is currently on the lookout for all three, though the gig may be harder work than it sounds. Peel Island, a mere 50 acres large, is located about a half mile off of the Furness Peninsula on the western coast of northern England. Thanks to the island's beauty and history, ferries shuttle tourists to and from the island from April to September. And so, this being England, the island has a pub. It's called the Ship Inn. However, running the pub comes with more responsibilities than just serving drinks. The landlord is also in charge of watching over the entire island, even during the quiet off-season months. The Barrow Borough Council, the local authority who oversees the island, says the history of the inn dates back over 300 years. While the first recorded landlord, Edward Poswaite, uh, served from 19- 1746 to seventeen sixty six, and at some point another interesting title was added to the job, though the exact origins were unclear since at least the eighteen hundreds whoever runs the pub is crowned as King of Peel Island. I'm King Pusswaite. <laughs> as an initiation, this new leader must sit in an ancient chair, donning a helmet, holding a rusty sword, while buckets of beer are dumping <laughs> on their head. <laughs> Sounds but, very noble. But they legitimately want someone to do this. So, given the location that you gave, that uh, island must be a nightmare out of season. Uh, yeah, I would think so. Now, it's interesting because a guy named John Murphy, who for 40 years had been leading walks to the island, sometimes the tides are low enough you can apparently walk over to the wow. island instead of taking a ferry. Wow. Said that the run, that running the pub and overseeing the island was no easy task. He said, you can't just nip across to Tesco for a loaf of bread when you're on the Peel Island. Of course not. You'll have to have dedication and strong passion for isolation and peace and quiet if it ta- or it takes a special personality. He said, but they're looking for a king of the island. Uh, someone in Ohio expecting a gift by air will now have to go to the sheriff's department to claim it. A drone carrying marijuana, cell phones, and tobacco crashed into a home on Monday evening. A woman living at the home heard something hit her house, ran outside, and found the drone. Thank you, God! It had a package attached to it with a cord, and the woman told deputies the drone was still beeping when she found it. Immediately called 911. According to the sheriff's report, all the lights on the drone were covered with duct tape. Uh, sheriff's deputies are asking anyone who has any information on this incident to call them. And one last story, as if the year wasn't weird enough already. Uh, there or was, wasn't weird enough already. Now there are fish falling from the sky in East Texas. Several residents in Texarkana posted pictures and videos to social media Wednesday after finding fish scattered in some unlikely places, including their lawns and sidewalks. And according to the city, this phenomenon is referred to as animal rain and occurs when small water animals are swept up. No, that's purple rain. Are swept up in the water spouts or drafts that occur on the surface of the earth. We've heard about these things before. Yes, of course. Animals like frogs, crabs, and small fish are then rained down when the forecast calls for showers. Ever livestock? This time it was fish in Texarkana. So I don't know if livestock have ever (laughs) been heard of. It's raining cows. But anyhow, that is what I have in the bizarre file. 
Hang out, because when we come back, we're going to have a question that might merit you a prize. We have a lesson question, we have trash, we have music news. Those things are coming up next. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. This Valentine's Day, avoid that look of disappointment. You know the look. A week after Valentine's Day when she throws the flowers you just bought into the trash? Try this. Get her a real long stem rose dipped in 24 karat pure gold. The only rose that's guaranteed to last forever is just $59. Our famous 24 karat gold dip roses arrive in our signature gold gift box. Order now and get free shipping at IHateStevenSinger.com. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Preston and Steve Show, back from a little vacay and returning to the Monday through Friday grind. And uh, hopefully you are back. And it seems like, you know, uh, traffic's been a little bit lighter today. Yes. I think some people are easing back into the new year as far as work goes. And our our offices are actually closed. Yeah. I think a lot of businesses probably did a similar thing because the holiday fell on the weekend. Yeah. So they got a... Got that extra day. Extra day. That's kind of nice. But we said no. Yeah. We're coming in. Yep. Troopers. That's what we are. That's what we are. I was a little mad when they moved the Mummers Parade. Because it's my big thing. I just never want to work the day after the Mummers Parade. Yeah. It's I, a long day. Yeah. No, for I, some I, of us. You, if you go for the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, most definitely. So. Yeah. But here we are together once again. We're going to have today's lesson question, and we are going to give away a four-pack of Fandango tickets to see Universal's action spy thriller, The 355. All right? And the question that I have for you is, some people grow Bradford trees in their backyard. What kind of tree does Steve have? In his backyard, two one five two six three, WMMR, and it's not butthole bush. Yeah, it's that's the a other bush. One. It's the other one. All right. <laughs> so some people grow Bradford trees in their backyard. What kind of tree does Steve have? Two one five two six three, WMMR. Call now if you know the answer. The trash business is a gold mine. Ninety three three, WMMR, with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, we got stories. Steve Morrison gives them to us. What's up, man? Yes, multi billionaire Jeff Bezos and girlfriend Lauren Sanchez took in the New Year aboard one of his super yachts in Saint Bart's. Paparazzi caught a number of photos of Sanchez seductively rubbing sunblock on his wallet. (laughs) The investigation into the murder of rapper Drakeo the Ruler has stalled because no one is talking. Police say the biggest problem is that the only witness to the murder is a rapper named Roscoe. No one is talking. <laughs> oh, my God. And for, just lost it for a second there. Bear with. Oh, there we go. Okay, this is pretty cool. Potential buyers lining up to purchase Bing Crosby's Rancho Mirage Estate where JFK went to have sex with Marilyn Monroe. According to legend, Kennedy re- often came in the back door. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> trash. Mm-hmm. All right, we shall see if uh, someone knows the answer to the question that we have this morning, which is some people grow Bradford trees in their backyards. What kind of tree uh, does Steve have? 215-263-WMMR is the number. And we will go, oops, we'll try going to uh, Wyatt, see if he knows the answer. Hey, Wyatt, good morning. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right, Wyatt. What kind of uh, tree does Steve grow in his backyard? Uh, let's go with apple tree. No, let's not. No. Casey had an apple tree in his yard. Uh, we will go next to uh, JR. JR. Yeah. All right. So we're. <laughs> 
Was that Santa? Uh, no, they Me. did it. Oh, they oh, did it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, got you covered with that one. It's Santa. hard to replicate. They did it! I mean, that is just a hardcore scream. Uh, what tree do you think it was? Vagina bush. No, not a vagina bush. I'm sorry. Uh, let's try one more caller and see if we can get the answer. The guy who's got the right answers on hold right now, so I'm just waiting for a second. All right, there we go. I'm going to go to Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy. All right, so what kind of tree does Steve grow in his backyard? Weeping vagina. The weeping yeah. vagina. <laughs> you got it, Matt. Hang on the line. We're going to give you, sir, a four-pack of Fandango tickets to see Universal's action spy thriller, the 355 or the 355. Uh, five rival agents, one elite team from the studio that brought you Jason Bourne. Universal Pictures presents Jessica Chastain, Penelope Cruz, Bing Bing Fan, Diane Kruger, and Lupita Nyong'o. The 355, rated PG-13. It's in theaters on January 7th, by the way. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, I got a few music news stories to run by you this morning. We'll start with this. Metallica was still on top in 2021 with the band streaming a whopping 1.3 billion times across 58 million listeners, which figures 22.4 songs per listener. It's like a billion. Uh, the band posted on Instagram uh, with all the ups and downs of 2021. One thing remains consistent. It's like a billion. Thank you. You listen to a lot of Metallica on Spotify. Honestly, we don't even know what to say, but a massive thank you. Metallica family feels pretty appropriate. Happy New Year. We'll see you in 2022. So is that the cool way? Metallica? Metallica. Okay. That's how they say it. Uh, former Red Eye Chili Peppers guitarist Josh Klinghoffer paid a musical tribute to Betty White, who died on, of course, December 31st at the age of 99. He played a cover of White's hit series Golden Girls theme song, Thank You for Being a Friend, and shared it on social media along with a lengthy post. It's a Carol King song, yes? Is it? Oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, I remember it was a guy who sang it. No, it's a girl. It's a girl. Yeah. No, 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 no. The original hit. Oh, it was, it's not a theme song. It was it was it was a song. Oh, I didn't know. That. Well, before I think it, was it was a Carol King song. Could you check that out? Uh, yeah. Thank you for being. A yeah, that's from the the from. But years before in the seventies, it was a hit song. I had no idea. Oh, you didn't know that? No. Yeah, it's. Uh, in fact, I heard it not that long ago. Andrew Gold. Yeah, that's ah, it. Andrew Gold. Yep. Andrew Gold. Yep, it's a great song. Uh, so anyhow, uh, we'll have to play that for you sometime, Casey. Uh, Klinghoffer wrote, in part, there has been a lot of loss lately, a lot of endings. It's happening all the time, everywhere. Uh, but these past few weeks have seen the loss of a few important people in my life. I rarely feel like I have any wisdom to share. Uh, but the son of the creator of the show, I have included the theme song to, uh, to, had said this. And I think it's just brilliant. He said something like, we are all experts at being exactly who we are the day before. Uh, Klinghoffer is expected to release a new album this year, by the way. Uh, so we'll see if that ends up coming out. Mick Jagger shed light on his classic Instagram posts featuring him out and about in the U.S. during the Rolling Stones' recent No Filter tour. Uh, the legendary frontman posted shots of himself throughout the recent leg at the Gateway Arch in St. Louis, checking out the wildlife in Tennessee and drinking a beer at Charlotte's Thirsty Beaver Saloon and chilling out on the beach in Miami. It's a great shot, that saloon shot. No one... 
No one knows who he is? Yep. Uh, yeah, we talked about yeah. it when that came out. Uh, Jagger told the Washington Post, I take one security guy or maybe two, and one of the guys, one of the musicians maybe, and we'll go out and explore. Uh, we walked the strip in Nashville. I'm wearing a mask and a hat, so I'm not recognized. He said it's crazy, but most of the places I go aren't super crowded. And he went on to explain that posting about his off-night and post-gig activities really is nothing new. He said, when I started, I did it in our previous tours. But now social media has become more popular. Uh, people didn't take quite as much notice as they do now. And when I stopped, when I did it uh, you know, from that bar, the Beaver Bar... Uh, some people took a lot of notice, and I thought, well, actually, this is kind of fun. Yeah. So this is kind of turning into a thing for I him. Like he likes that. to go and take a picture of him out in public. If you saw him, would, my instinct would be, that's a guy that looks like Mick Jagger. Of course. You know, yes. that's not Mick Jagger, and I, I probably wouldn't. No, I get that all the time. <laughs> I mean, unless they're in town and you knew it. Yeah. yeah. Then you might go, wow. Is that, could that be? Yeah. But if, if I saw him, you know, walking along the strip in Vegas or whatever, I'd be like, oh, guy kind of looks like Michael. Mr. Jagger, Jagger, is this the Home Depot you always go to? <laughs> uh, when pressed as to whether Keith Richards ever asked to join him out on the town, uh, Mick admitted, I don't think Keith really, he said, I think he has a different approach to how he handles being on tour. I mean, he does occasionally go out to eat. But I think the COVID thing, he said, people quite rightly got worried about what would happen if they ran into a crowd of people. So it's not his thing right now. Hey, this is really cool. Bernie Taupin, Elton John's legendary songwriting partner, has been saluted on Queen Elizabeth's 2022 New Year's Honors list, ah. which was posted on the 31st. So what comes with that? Uh, Taupin, who first teamed with Elton back in 1967, was honored with the prestigious CBE, or Commander of the British Empire Award. Do you get a CB? Uh, for his... Yeah, he does. They give you a, they give you a breaker, handle. Breaker, yeah. <laughs> uh, for this con- For his contribution to music. Also honored was uh, Spice Girls Mel B., Oh. Who was awarded to receive the MBE, member of the British Empire Award, for her work with domestic violence charity, Women's Aid. Well, that's nice. Uh, Elton, of course, was knighted back in 1998 for his musical accomplishments and work uh, establishing the Elton John AIDS Foundation. Uh, so Bernie Taupin. Really- oh, man. Bernie Taupin had a, um, when he released a couple of his own songs... Um- I don't There's some good those. stuff. Yeah. Really? Okay. Why the, the song title Citizen Jane? I don't know if that's an actual, know. or even if that's real, or if I'm actually here and I'm still in bed. <laughs> I don't have that, but we do have Andrew Golding Ooh. doing Thank You for there Being a Friend. Did he write this? Uh, I, I assume, know. right? Nick, could you look it up and see if he wrote this song? Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is... Yeah. My hat is off, won't you stand up and take a bow? Huh. You probably never heard all the lyrics. No. And if you threw a party, invited everyone. Yeah, this is a hit. Jeff Picaro playing drums on this from uh, Toto. The biggest gift would be for me, and the card attached would say thank you for being a friend. Thank you for It's a great song. It's a really good bridge to yeah. it. It's, um, yeah, you should check it out sometime. You might want to put that on one of your playlists, That's Casey. What I'm doing right Download now. some Leo Sayer while you're at it. It would have been around the same time, definitely, <laughs> when Leo Sayer had a hit. When I need you.
I just close my eyes and I'm with you. Uh, this he used been... to wear like uh, like uh, like uh, the suspenders, right? Wasn't that his thing? Oh, I don't remember. Did he? That was kind of his look, and he had kind of like a big. Fro. He had a big fro. Yeah, 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 I do remember that. Yeah, yeah there you go. We're looking at a picture of him yeah, right now. Jesus Christ! Mm-hmm. Feel like dancing, dancing, dancing out of way. I feel like dancing. <laughs> 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 All right, and that's our musical moment. <laughs> and that's the end of music news. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second, and we will get ready to wrap it up. We'll do the letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize. And uh, I believe Robin is in for yes. today. So we'll return with her and see what she's got in store for you. Stay put. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. Acme Markets is making your grocery shopping and saving easier than ever. Download the Acme app today to see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks. Use it to view the weekly ad, clip digital coupons, redeem rewards, and to shop any way you want. In-store, delivery, or drive up and go. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver it right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Damn it. Yep. Damn it. Uh, it is 1020 on this Monday morning the Preston and Steve Show. Our first one in the book. Yes. Done for the week. No, not the week. <laughs> That'd well, be nice. Wouldn't it be great? Is that the new 2022 show? way to do it? Get out. That's the new yes. method. So, in six days off, one day off. Well, no. Today's show is done for the week. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. You know, we never even dr- addressed today at all. What? Casey's uh, shorn face. We oh yeah, touch on that oh, at all. Yeah. Shaved the beard off. My wife hates the hell out of it. <laughs> yeah, I like you better with the facial. Yeah, hair. me too. Yeah. Me too. It's but just... listen, I uh, the same thing with me. Like a while back, I remember I had to. I had to shave. I forgot why. I had to shave for some reason. I looked at it. I'm like, no, we're not going back to <laughs> that's that That's anymore. not going to happen. <laughs> yep. Something yeah. happens. But I had an itchy, like my one night, my beard was itching really, really bad. And I'm like, oh, I got to get rid of this thing. So I'm like, it all grows back anyway. You yeah. know? So yeah, yeah. I, I come took, back around. Took you can always use a felt pen if it doesn't fill in quite right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <That's a marker. laughs> yeah. Now, would you do? Would you first take little, just make little dots and make stubble first <laughs> with, with your uh, sharpie, and then eventually the next day, kind of fill it all in. Looking good, Don Johnson. <laughs> All right, well, anyhow, I would like to thank uh, Ryan Airy from Screen Crush News for being our sole guest on the show today. And they are excellent. If you like all the genre stuff, whether it be, you know, the MCU, if it's a straight-up superhero stuff or it's sci-fi or it's medieval or what fantasy, yes. any of this, they cover all of it. And they do it expertly. And they pick out all these little bitty Easter eggs and, and uh, uh, you know, uh, potential plots and stuff. It's it's very thorough, and he's great. So it was great to have him on. Yeah, tonight. especially as we start to wade into a very multiverse-heavy movies. Yeah, you're going to need a guide. Check them out, yeah. You're going to need a guide along the way. Uh, so it was nice to have him on today. It's also nice to see the lovely Robin Lee hey! here. Hey! 
nice to be here. Happy New Year, Robin. Happy New Year. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Did you work over the, uh, the weekend? Did. and stuff? You probably the worked a lot. studio is spotless. <laughs> oh, you cleaned it up? I did for three days. I don't know if Pierre's going to be able to take that when he gets it's back. It's going to be amazing tomorrow. Yeah. Every little nook and cranny. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't take the decorations out of there, though, did you? No. Okay. No. Right. No. So they'll thoroughly clean it after they do that. Okay. Like Rodney and the team will do that. Right. Yes, it takes experts to but get But they don't do around all the little buttons. Yeah, the so you board, did all that? All the little Q-tip things. Is yeah. that what you did, Q-tips? Oh, yeah. When you guys were out that one week and Kathy and I were here, yeah. we scrubbed. Yeah. <laughs> and she was underneath the board going, what is this? Oh, nice. Like, I don't think we need this anymore. Oh. And then you guys were pissed. I didn't even we think did about that, she that probably, one thing. She probably threw some stuff on mine away. Uh, I don't even know it. Uh, you throw away straight stunting or do you yeah. still have that? That's back in there. Right. That's in Casey's case. We're good there. Yeah, she yeah. said you were mad. <laughs> I don't remember being mad, no, per you, se. You if we don't know it's then. missing, we're not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not yet. That's the well, way to do it. We hope that you All wouldn't right. notice. All right. Well, you ready for today? Yes, sir. You got, uh, we need to do the letter of the day, first of all. God help us. You're equipped? <laughs> I hope so. All right, let's go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... M, as in marvelous. All right, M, uh-huh. as in marvelous. And we're going to give away... A marvelous prize on Friday. Six-pack of pit tickets for the MM Barbecue. Saturday, May 21st, BB&T Pavilion opening day for the summer concert season. Featuring Disturbed, Pretty Reckless, Royal Blood, Living Color, Low Cut Connie, Crobot, Lil Azar, and Jackson's Local Shots artist who is Huxley. And tickets started just $25 while supplies last. And they are on sale now at Ticketmaster. Complete details, WMMR.com, including a look back at every MM Barbecue ever. Backstage interviews and band photos as well. So nice. Give that away on Friday. Uh, what do you have in store for today's program, Robin? I have MMRBQ tickets to give away. Nice. I also have Def Leppard, Bush, and Springsteen on for the workforce block. So call me, text me. What do you want? All right. What Bruce do you is- want from her? Yeah. yeah. I'll, t- I'll take it, right. whatever you want. Bill's not here, right? Right. Good. Have at it, man. We can rock and roll. That's yeah, awesome. can. Play uh, Andrew Gold all day. I will for an hour. <laughs> I could, I could listen to this for an hour. Thank you for being a friend. All right, anyhow, Robin is up next. Thank you very much, Robin. Uh, thank you for thank, being a friend. I want to thank our sponsors, by the way. Uh, we will start with Acme. Uh, you can download the Acme app to see the all-new deals, rewards, and perks today. Visit acmemarkets.com for details. Also brought to you by Duncan, official coffee of the President Steve Show, and Jurassic Quest. Ooh. Coming to Philadelphia January 25th to the 23rd. You can get tickets at JurassicQuest.com. Uh, tomorrow on our program, Tuesday, so we'll do uh, Tattoo Tuesday, and a guy who I think is one of my all-time favorite guests on all the years we've done this show, a gentleman by the name of Daryl McDaniels oh, yeah. on DMC. I'm Amazing. Just the, the one of the most positive guys I've ever met. Inspirational. Yep, we'll talk to him tomorrow. So that is it. We are done. Rage on, and have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow again. Bye-bye. Steve on 93.3 WLMR. Bing there. Doo-doo-bee-doo. Doo-doo-doo.